not that goddamn good. It's great. Why do you gas it? Because the drive. I know the country accent ass as hell. I don't like it either. But that drive. It's not that good. Lies. Wait, because they don't goddamn grab a bank vault? Yes. <laughs> that shit is hard. The first one, gas. The second one, gas. No. The third, too fast, too furious. You finish. You finish. The third one. What's the third one? Tokyo Drift. Gas. How you gonna gas if you don't even know the fuck? The fourth one, gas. What was the fifth? The fifth one was Brazil. Mm-hmm. It was good. What? I give it that. The bank scene at the end helped it boost to that good, great status. You know what I'm saying? Was the sixth one? Well, Lenny, Lenny freaking turned into the super soldier or something. It's when he, uh, it's when he catched Lenny in the motherfucking midair and they would land on the damn car, but they got right. fake as shit. Nobody liked that. And they had the plane where he drove out the uh, the nose of the plane while it was exploding. Fake as hell. Number seven. What was number seven? When they drive a building, drive a car out of a building into another building, and then drive out of that building what into is another that? building. See, you just you you showing yourself why they taking it. To you the keep going. And then number eight, ain't that the one with the submarine? That's the one with the submarine. <laughs> How a car got that much damn horsepower? Were you pulling a damn eight thousand ton truck, a Bentley, uh huh, two? Oh, other cars on the side. I don't disagree. And he just <laughs> family, family, family. I'm strong as hell. Somehow I can knock a thousand pound door off the hinge. He stopped the car once. I remember that. I don't disagree. Continue. How you perfectly shoot a revolver at a grenade bag in a helicopter <laughs> so far away? Fake as hell. As How hell? do you somehow live from a parking garage crumbling on top of you? And you're at family. Yeah. <laughs> hey, family. Family. Uh, what else? How Lenny didn't die? You move the on. Went to the nine. Meek, meek. Nine. I ain't even gonna talk about that garbage. <laughs> what? I ain't even gonna space. <laughs> face no let me tell you the right answer since everything you said was incorrect let me tell you the right answer first one was straight y'all gassed that shit y'all get y'all gassed it because you smoking boy (laughs) straight that shit was aight so you didn't feel for my boy when you got pizza outside his house i felt it he said he said don't I'm sorry man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt it. I thought it was good. Two, I was alright. It was cool. I liked it pretty much just as much as the first one. It was alright. Tokyo Drift is straight. Y'all niggas gassed that shit though. That shit is not that damn entertaining. That shit start including the damn Yakuza for no goddamn reason. Motherfucking Drift King. Samurai and gangs Tokyo. and shit. They in Tokyo. What? what that got to do with drifting? They in Tokyo. That's their hometown. That's racist. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, so what you want? So you want you want goddamn Chet Hubert from Wyoming out there to be the drift king of Tokyo? <laughs> That's dumb as hell. That's even more bad. <laughs> you don't even watch them. I don't care. It's called Tokyo Drift, so I'm expecting some Asian niggas to pop up. That's fun. Why are we fucking with the Asian gangs and shit? What this got to do with racing, bro? 
Anyway, it, it stopped and being a, about racing at a bro, certain point. It you was never that. about <laughs> racing. <laughs> and the first one was about racing. Barely. Still. That shit was about stealing shit out the back of trucks. Still. They was looking fly while doing it. <laughs> you can't lie. You can't lie. <laughs> when my boy put him in that little ass Honda Civic and went under that tractor trailer, it was lit. Okay then, and you can't lie. In the third one. When that boy started whooping everybody in the in the drift teams, and then he went up the last floor of that parking garage mm -hmm. perfectly, the little booty heads didn't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, bro. It's good, but it's not as great as y'all make it. Just like the last one. Four is better than the first three to me. Four. That's the one. Okay. okay. Four is really I good. Five was the best one for me for a minute. I think it's because of the action, but the action is lit. Keep going. I swear to God, if you say nine is anything above a Wait, oh, let me, let me, let me. You ain't even watching. I know his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Once you got to put John Cena in the movie, this ain't Suicide Squad. We know Listen, it's going to be put. <laughs> six was really good, but it was too long. I felt like it should have ended after that fight on the bridge. All that shit with the plane and all that shit, I was like, why are we still going? Y'all need to stop. Seven, to me, is the best one. Seven to me is the best one. It got the most emotion. It got the best action. It got the best acting. It got the best family. It got the best family. Family. <laughs> it got the best family. Eight was kind of garb. I'm not going for it. Eight was kind of garb. <laughs> not kind of. They fucking fighting with a submarine. They doing the whole plot where, oh no, Dom is evil. That nigga ain't evil, bro. <laughs> we already know he's not evil. armor in that one was real. Ooh. Too, too strong. Much. Too much. How to rock. He needs to stop. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing his ass. He don't want to be in it no more. He don't he, like Vin Diesel. He watched your boy get sprayed up. Sprayed up. That boy was like, me, me, me. Boom. You know who I'm talking about. Jason Statham. Me, me, me. Ate them joints. Ate them dead. We watching them pan out dead. Ain't he lost. come back on the plane. If that ain't no plot armor, I don't know what is. How the lady, how the lady do the baby like that? But, Try to kill the baby by opening up the plane door. Bro, you need to go to hell. But I still, I still give eight a pass because it was entertaining. It's like it's not, it's not good, but it's not boring. I'd rather be entertained by some dumb shit than be bored. Nine made me want to kill somebody. Like I, I wanted to choke an orphan. That Please. shit was terrible, bro. What is wrong? You, re you dodged a fucking bullet, bro. Yeah, I know. That once shit. I, once I seen them drifting Hellcats in the dirt, Hellcats can barely drift on the road. These, these niggas in the jungle. There's a bridge, like you know how it has the lines on the side. But the bridge is gone. It just has the little railings, the little rope and railings. They drove on them just These niggas drove, the rope got caught on the wheel, and they swung on that bitch like George of the Jungle in the car. <laughs> I was this is the first 20 minutes. I, I wanted to walk out. I wanted to walk out. I wanted to be like, look, y'all, y'all fucking know Spider-Man playing in the next theater. I really want to just walk out right now. That's your fault. For that shit. That shit Once was I really bad. Once I seen the trailer, I seen, yeah, John Cena. Oh, I'm the next bad guy. I knew it was going to be ass. They got some flashbacks with him and Dom as fucking little kids. That shit's so ass, bro. That's, it's just bad, dude. It's bad. But 
Y'all gassed uh, the third one, bro. I'm sorry. Tokyo Drift is not that goddamn great. It is a masterpiece when it comes to the driving. We not talking about the acting. The driving? Shouldn't the acting be one of the most important parts in the movie? The, the person who acted ass was the main character. That's what I'm saying. He was at... Look, look. What's his name? Bow Wow was ass. He had the Hope card up. <laughs> <laughs> that don't make him good. <laughs> Bro, when he had the whole car, he put the money out of the jail. I was like, damn, that boy clean as hell. Oh, my. Had a little, the rotisserie little. That's why you can't the show niggas movies. <laughs> See, the, you a nigga. He a nigga, nigga. <laughs> I thought it was fine. He had that whole fist out the car. I was like, damn. What? He clean the hell. <laughs> Selling the drawers at school. Nobody had J's. <laughs> This shit don't make no fucking sense. I'm sorry. Please. And then they raced on what? The mountain. That boy rebuilt his dad car. Won it for him. It's not that damn interesting. That was that was clean. It's not that my, interesting. My boy went from crashing at every turn to racing down one of the most dangerous mountains in the world. And then at the end, I wish they would have shown Dom burning his ass, but they did it. Cause we know you ain't finna win. Dom got a power of flame, bro. That's like, that's better than anything. That's that's like the best thing. Dom only popped up cause they realized, damn, we took him out for the second movie and they ain't make as much money. That's the only reason Dom and came back. somehow on live after getting flipped. And Which don't make no, and they don't explain it at all. They don't explain it at all. My boy said, he ran the fuck out of that roof trying to get out of the seatbelt. Nigga died in the most deadest fuck way you can die. <laughs> and came back. And came the fuck back. How? <laughs> They don't try to explain it. But <laughs> anyway, some dudes going on court kids here. Wow. No, no, no. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Exposed. It is your host, Helen Young. With the rose. Please. Are you ready? They gonna call us and be like, they hey. call numbers. Who is this dashy SP? Right. <laughs> Stealing my motherfucking intro. He gonna come in. No, look, he gonna come in with his broke ass ankle and be no. like, hey. <laughs> Put it on the table. Huh? I'm sick of y'all niggas. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's the Keep It 3000 podcast. I'm Andrew. Yes, sir. And we actually have a special guest, our first guest on the show. You know what I'm saying? They can't see you. I don't know why you doing that Pose right now. Maybe the laptop got a camera. Oh, it's not on. It's a podcast. <laughs> you know some podcasts do the YouTube joint. Man, we got a special guest here. Let, let the people know who you are. It was me. No! <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Nigga can stop laughing. He can get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this nigga took two and a half shots and now he wanna act drunk. Bro, this nigga burning, bro. I told y'all I don't drink y'all. Oh, it's still burning. Bro, my heart feels like it's on like a thousand degrees. It's your boy Darion, man. Back on the podcast of Keep It 3000. You're not back. <laughs> Please, you just let him finish. Let him finish. This is your first time. I'm 
first time. <laughs> back for the first time. Oh, I'll be <laughs> Maybe more. Maybe more. If they let me back over here. You always will. Probably won't because they keep making me take shots. You always uh, welcome. <laughs> You'll be alright, bro. Just burning. You'll be alright, bro. We got a pretty cool show for y'all today, man. I know y'all like that, that second one, man. With that goddamn, what was he talking about? We talking R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> Do you have your passport? Do you have your passport? Do you Would you have like your to passport? go home with Robert? To America. To America. <laughs> America. Do you have your shots? <laughs> Good Lord, ain't nobody got their shots. All right, so before we get into all the madness, we got to take some time. So, on July 7th, that was Thursday, we got some pretty shitty news. So, for anybody that's not into manga or anime or all that shit, you probably still know what the fuck Yu-Gi-Oh is, right? With the card game, you know, like, you pretty much just play monsters against another nigga cards with monsters. Like, it's, it's some typical anime type shit, but it's fun, you know what I'm saying? The card game came from, if I'm not mistaken, the anime, and the anime came from the manga. And for those who don't know what a manga is, a manga is just a Japanese comic book. That's all it is. And the creator of said manga is a man named Kazuki Takahashi. Sorry if I butchered his name. He sadly passed away at age 60 last Thursday on July 7th. It's, it's never good to, like, look at your phone and see some shit that says blank, 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 dead at whatever age. It, it always just really kills your whole day, really. Like, it's just like, damn, like, why it had to be today, bro? And, re- and it just sucks because if you're like that, we was literally, me and Vanessa was just talking about Yu-Gi-Oh, man, like. I know for me personally, Yu-Gi-Oh! was a huge part of my childhood. I actually came across the card games before I came across the anime. Same here. I was at, I was at uh, McDonald's, and you know how they used to do the shit where they would, like, you know, rotate the toys out. And, like, for whatever month it was, they were giving out Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. And, you know, I got mine, and I'm like, what the fuck is these? Like, but I knew what Pokemon cards were, so I thought it was just some kind of shit based off of Pokemon cards or whatever. Playing with them bitches, fell in love with them, had my mom buy them from Kmart when Kmart used to be a thing. Shout out to Kmart. Shout out to Kmart, man. RIP to Kmart. They used to hold me. They used to hold you, bro. There's probably still some Kmarts, like, in There might movies. be. They used, the people in the Kmart used to watch me in ninth grade because that's what the bus dropped me off. You know what I'm saying? I ain't go to Ed White. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I had to wait there until the bus came. God damn it. <laughs> Nah, I used to, you know, mommy ain't go to Kmart like that, but every time she went, I would beg her. I'd be like, Give me the duelist pack, Yu Gi Oh! Yes, bro! Yes, right, right behind the Shell gas station? Yeah, that's bro. what I'm talking about. I'd be like, Please get me the duelist Kaiba uh, starter deck! She'd be like, No! I'd be like, Please get me the starter deck! No! That's how you sounded. That's how I sounded. You had it good. My uncle used to be like, You wanna play the Wii? Beat me in Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, damn. Damn. I don't know how to play. I'm gonna teach you, and then you gotta beat me if you wanna play the Wii. Damn. You know how many times I went without playing the damn Wii? 
<laughs> he pulled out her. three blue eyes on your ass. He got every piece of the blue eye. He got every Exodia piece. He got like five pot of grease. That's not fair, bro. How you expect me to win and you shuffled it to your like? Fucking your ass up. Couldn't play the Just Dance. I'm sitting there just looking at it. Couldn't play bowling. That's all I'm Wii Sports for. Resorts. <laughs> We ain't even had that. We just had Wii Sports, <laughs> Smash Bros, and you know Mario dance. Kart. No. no. <laughs> Mario Kart was at my house. We it it had three games. It was. I slid one time to play. We oh had, my god, my man. Grandma, we only had three games. And I tried to play. You gotta beat me, you get a break. That's a post. And, and I knew I wasn't going to win because he had a little pamphlet. You know, the pamphlet, it showed you where you're supposed to put the cards. You should have asked him if somebody could slide and beat him for you. I'd have slid. Bro, I, knew, I knew it was a wrap, so I, I was like, okay, I'm winning. Then I see him flip over that third blue eye. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I wrap it up. It's a wrap. And then I opened the closet. Man, had the whole arm joint. I'm like, no. I'm no. never playing this again. You want to play the weed? Bro, <laughs> I just watch TV, bro. I know I ain't gonna get it, bro. Yo, you know you fucked up when they got the trap and spells that are specifically suited to the monsters. Right. Like you think, man, I finally got his dark magician off the field. I'm good. Flip over Nigga, a trap card. Get him out the graveyard. <laughs> spell card brings back all dark magicians. It's like how you and, get this. And, and on top of that, you get him out the graveyard and bring Dark Magician Girl from your deck. Right? <laughs> Bro, so all the Dark Magicians get plus 500 or some shit. It's like, what am I supposed to do? You pull out your little Monster Reborn to bring Karibo back. Karibo been dead for six That's rounds. That's why I stick to the Beyblades. It's only one thing to do with it. You spin it. That's it. I spin it, see which one falls first. Beyblade was only whack to me because I never could figure it out how to spin it good. So, like, I would pull my shit like shit and that bit would fall over. Nah, but I was in there. <laughs> I'm launching my Beyblade off the top floor onto the bottom. Going crazy. I think I done broke, like, five Beyblades doing that because we got a ledge. Mm. You know what I'm talking did you, about? Did you have a ramp? Like, the little yeah, ramp no, shit? It's a flip basket somewhere. No. And Baskin's got a little indent so that so that it can spin in the ring. And just, Look, when, you, when you pour. <laughs> not, you gotta do what you gotta do. Because my mom hated the thing. She didn't want anything to do with the baby. Damn. All my other family was buying it. So she like, I swear to God, if one of them hit me. I'm like, nope. Get a basket, one of them big tub baskets. Flip it over. It got a little indent to keep the Beyblade in there. Spin that mug. See, the fight's lasting forever because the basket big, so they just spin it on the outside. See, I never could, I never could bring my cards to my grandma's house because my grandma thought I was playing with demons. So like, she thought all the monsters was like devil, like demonic shit. I mean, the shadow realm is kind of. I mean, but still, I, I don't want to play the game. But nah, man. Uh, it it just really shocked me when I saw the age. Because, like, not even to be funny, Asian people live long as fuck. So, it's like, when I saw 60, I was like, god damn. It must have been some kind of health issue, maybe. But I didn't I didn't really look that deep into it. I, I just, I get depressed when I look at shit like that. So, I was just like, I don't really want to look too deep into this one. I just want to send 
my prayers to his family. I hope they're doing straight. And I hope he got compensated pro properly because we know a lot of them Japanese creators, they do not get their fair pay, bro. Like, ain't been home in three days. Bro, that fuck, bro. So, I just want to send my prayers out to them. And uh, let's see who I'm going to pick. Vanessa, give us a brief, you know, uh, explanation of how you got into Yu-Gi-Oh, how much Yu-Gi-Oh means to you. I know it means a lot to you, but let the people know. Got the pop in there. I know. <laughs> Um, I mean, I kind of started off like with my brother because he mostly just watched the show and he kind of got into the card game. So I was like, I mean, I want some sibling relationships. So I was like, I need to learn how to do it. So we kind of just had that as our bonding moment. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how old I was, but I was pretty young. So it's like, it's always kind of been a part of my childhood, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like, for the most part, like, whenever I would watch, like, the show, it would kind of just give me, like, this nostalgic feeling because it's like, damn, like, I really used to watch this when I was, like, eight or nine years old. And, like, I remember playing with my brother and, like, just all that, those good feelings. So, I don't know. It's just kind of sad. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Darion. We damn near cut from the same cloth, even though I'm a little older than you. Like, we come from the same neighborhood. And it's like, I know, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! was probably a big part of your life, too. Like, it was, I wouldn't say it was as big as you guys, but it was because other than the traumatic experience of getting my ass whooped in Yu-Gi-Oh! all the time, it was still, like, watching on Cubo. Most people don't know mm -hmm. what Cubo is. Mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! would come on after Sonic X, mm -hmm. and I'd be watching there every Saturday morning. Mm. With my cup full of cereal, because we didn't use bowls. But. <laughs> Why <laughs> does every story we had no bowls? We had no bowls. We had no Beyblade ramps, so we had to use dipped up baskets. They made us use forks so we could save the milk. Damn, I hope they never do that. Damn. I'm Yo, like, just your cereal get soggy, no milk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. You stabbing the marshmallows. You got like eight marshmallows on the folk. <laughs> and you dip it in the milk. No, no sir. sir. I'm not eating that. You be like, bro. Look, you get done. She come by. All right, pull that milk back in the bottle. Pull it back in the cart. What is it? Army. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out the slum. Get me out. You sure I can get a haircut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. So, to pay respects to Mr. Taka, I, I, I hate Japanese names because I be butchering them. I don't know how to say them. To pay respects to Mr. Takahashi, yeah, I want to uh, give just a real quick little moment of silence, real quick. RIP to that man. And, hey, all creators get paid. All creators get paid. I will pour one out, but the apartment going to charge us for that if it's seeping to the flow. I don't want that to happen. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on to our off the tops, man. And the way the off the tops pretty much work is that whatever is going on in our, in our minds, like, throughout the week or whatever, we just, you know, talk about whatever we want to talk about, whether it's super serious or super, you know, unimportant. So, Darion, do you have an off the top? Hell yeah. All right, let's get it. I let's finally it. caught up 
on all the One Piece. If you ain't watched it yet, let me chill. So fun is all the time. We gonna move on. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead, go ahead. Spit your shit. When I tell you, tell him about you it. You ain't started One Piece. I I say you should. I'm not gonna force everyone to. I just want to get the word out because I was that guy like, oh, bro, One Piece too long. Oh, I got a thousand. It is too long. But you can't make that excuse because if you watched Naruto and Shippuden twice, that's more episodes. <laughs> if you've seen Bleach twice, that's more episodes. If you don't watch at least like 224 episode animes, that's more than One Piece. I'm telling you, One Piece is worth it. I was that same person. I watched like I, I watched the first episode. I was like, bro, I don't know how I'm gonna watch this. Mm. And then one turned into five. I'm like, okay, this is pretty gas. Then five turned to ten. 10 turned to 20, 20 turned to 80, 80 turned to 400, 400 turned to 1,000, and now when I'm caught up on the manga. Not even you don't anime. know 80 plus 80 off the top, so you just say <laughs> on to the next. I was saying that because I was binge watching. Like It got to a point where I was watching at minimum 40 episodes because I was going, bro, like my off days, I would cook, I would cook my meal. Mm-hmm. And just watch One Piece. That was all I do. And like everybody know in the anime, like I don't know, some people they watch all the, the intros and outros. One Piece don't really got an outro. <laughs> well, now they don't. They just show what's gonna happen in the next episode. Mm. But back then they had the outro, and I skipped that. I skipped the beginning. Like I hear it once, cause you know it's new. You gotta mm. listen to the first one. Mm. And then I just skip it every time. So it's really like 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Cause they do the recap. Just, yeah, and you just skip through all of it, and you just, bro. It is one of the greatest to me. Even though I started watching Attack on Titan and that shit is gas, I can't lie. It's just lit. I still got one piece at the top right now because I couldn't, like, bro. I didn't think it was going to be that good. I didn't think that was like one of the first few animes where I, I real deal, like, cried, like, no cap. Like, other than you lie in April, but that's. Oh, you, yeah. Whoa. You're going to cry for that. <laughs> but. Like, bro, it's moments in there where if you really get invested, you're going you're gonna to tear up. You're going to cry. Mm-hmm. I talked to people about it. David, Julius, mm-hmm. they, I talked to them about it. But I believe if you it. haven't started One Piece, you don't even have to watch it. You can just read the manga. There's plenty of manga sites out there to read, read it. You can even read it in color. It don't go all the way to where it is now, mm-hmm. but it goes pretty far. It goes into Wano, where they are now. Mm-hmm. But I say, if you really want an anime to watch, you don't have to. Some people do an episode a day. It'll take forever to catch up. But hey, you do what you gotta do. It is worth it. And if you don't wanna watch the episodes, there's movies out for every part that you don't wanna watch before the time skip. So you can just watch the movies, be at the latest episode. But I say to anybody who hasn't watched it, please watch it because it is incredible. People. And people be like, oh, the bad thing about One Piece is pacing. If pacing is the only bad thing, I would watch that. Because mm-hmm. that means everything else is amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's my whole time. <laughs> Comments, Nessa? I mean, I don't, I don't know shit I mean, about One Piece. I, okay, the reason I feel like my stance on One Piece is a little bit different. Because when I started watching anime, my first, technically was Yu-Gi-Oh! But like my first anime was Naruto. So when I finished it, I was like... 
okay um what's like another one that i can watch and then i watched bleach and i was like bro these shit's too fucking long i want to watch more anime i can't <laughs> sit here and waste all my time watching these long ass anime so i'm just chill on one piece because i know that shit long as fuck and i'm gonna just like branch out into other shits that i might like mm -hmm. and plus i wanted to get out of the shonen kind of you know mm -hmm. vibe so i was just like you know i hear a lot of good things about one piece so it's like it's not like oh, my only reason is because it's too long. It's really just I wanted to venture out into more like genres and stuff and see what I like in my taste. So it's on my list still, but it's like, you know, it's not the top of my list right now. Just just don't drop it off the first episode. When I saw the first episode for the first time, I real deal dropped the show. Like, <laughs> like before, before that, no. before I rewatched it, I was like, bro, this is ass. And no, I it takes a while for me to drop anime because I watched JoJo um jojo's bizarre adventures and i got to like a pretty good like length and i was just like yeah i i see why people like it but i it's not for me i can't do it i was i dropped because i can relate because i started watching because of vanessa i started watching vinland saga and i'm not gonna lie it wasn't bad at all it wasn't bad but the first three or four episodes Spoiler alert, somebody get bodied. And they was like the only character I cared about. So it's like, they get bodied in the first three episodes. I'm like, I'm not that interested in this show. That's and how Kami got killed? I fell yeah. off that shit, bro. Yeah. But then when I got back when I got back on it, because she was on my ass, she was like, nigga, come on. Man. I got back on that shit, that shit took off. Like episode five, six. Yeah. That shit took off. So I was like, yeah, it's good to like give it a fair chance. Like, so you gave a hell of an endorsement just now. I actually might start one piece. I gotta finish Dr. Stone first. You don't even I wouldn't even say if you like don't wanna watch it, I just say watch the movies. Cause the movies cover like a majority. Mm. Like you won't see the little nitpicks and itty bitties that mm. you would see if you actually watched the anime, but you get the main point which everyone focuses on. Like and don't be that guy that be like, oh, I, I skipped to the time skip. It's Roman. <laughs> you don't even get, get to see why he became so powerful in the first place. You don't even get to see the backstories, you know? Because you're going to get to a point, because there's still points in the show that I still don't understand. Because they, they said it in like episode 100, and now it's episode 1000, I still don't know about it. Mm. But you wouldn't get any reference because you skipped. Mm. Like, you wouldn't know the importance of like say this or that I'll give you an example CP0 if you don't watch One Piece stop banging the table Nick. Yeah. I got to <laughs> you gotta make it to I gotta point. get this point across <laughs> you skip One Piece if you skip the time if you skip to the time skip you won't understand anything about Cypherpole you won't understand a single thing and you'll just be like oh what are they for oh why are they going up for such and such mm. and you're just gonna be lost so I say don't skip to the time skip. If you want to see what happens, just watch the movie. They got pretty good moves, I can't lie. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm about to start watching them because I didn't caught up on everything. I need something to watch. Mm -hmm. I can't keep watching people dying attack on Titan. That <laughs> 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 She's like, we're gonna win. We're gonna we're gonna kill all the body. No. <laughs> And then, bro, they that first eaten. episode, oh my god. Folded. He said, Mom, I was like, just run. Just run. My legs are crushed. Nigga said, 
Vanessa, you next, man. What's your off the top? Um, I don't know. It's kind of something like it's kind of generic, but it kind of just reminded me, like, okay, um, you know how I was talking about, like, or how kind of we were talking about, like, going to different like workspaces because we kind of hate our jobs. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and how we were just like, you know. Even though, like, you might try something and you might not like it, even though you not, or might not like it, like, at least you tried it. And it's like, okay, now I know that I don't want to do this, so I can go try something else. And basically, it's just, like, getting out of your comfort zone. It's like, even though you might be kind of scared about, like, new experiences and stuff like that, you're able to, like, try new things and see how, like, they might pan out because you might actually like and enjoy what you're doing mm -hmm. versus being like, oh, I'm not going to do it even though I've never even tried it, mm -hmm. you know? And it's kind of how I be on your ass <laughs> about, like, trying new shit like foods and, like, different drinks and stuff like that because I want you to be able to, like, experience things because you're so picky you're so i'm not picky. that picky you are oh I'm my god you, i'm not that picky, picky. Uh, i used to live that road hey like bro <laughs> it's good to be in your comfort but sometimes you gotta like bro i used to be go to a seat well i can't really eat seafood like that but let me get the hamburger fries everywhere bro <laughs> hamburger fries <laughs> hamburger fries <laughs> Sometimes you just chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> I was a chicken tenders. I was a hamburger hamburg and fries. They're like, you want onions? No onions. Just, just give me ketchup, mustard, get that piece of lettuce. That's it. Nothing that flimsy ass piece of lettuce. I'm not that picky, I don't think. Anyway, no, I'm I not going to argue with you with this. Like, I just had sushi for the first time. That I had shit buzzed. Too, like a I went to wasabi. That shit buzzed. It was, but it was cooked. It wasn't raw. Yeah, yeah, same, same. And I, bro, yeah, it was, it was magical. I can't. Lie. <laughs> it was, it was incredible. You just gotta find what you like, and don't be scared. I'm not scared. Try, try a Greek food. Greek food is amazing. I can't eat it now because I, I dropped eating meat like two years ago. But mm -hmm. back then, like when I was in like high school, my mom would take us because our barber shop was next to a Greek spot. Mm -hmm. So we used to always go in there and get euros and stuff like that. Amazing. That sounds instead of it being beef, it's lamb, man. But I've never you, even had lamb before. If you want to step out your comfort zone just a little bit, and when it comes to like chicken tender, burgers, and fries, go to go to Ted's. I've been to Ted's. It was good. It was good. I ain't been back because I it, it ain't crossed my mind like that since then. But if I were to eat meat again, that's what I'd eat. That'd be the only place I eat at Ted's. Mm -hmm. That bison. Yeah, I, I can't I, imagine being like, man, you ever tried bison before? See, because my mom, she will not try it. We, I even made a bet with her. I won, and I told her she had to eat there. She still won't eat. <laughs> she keeps making excuses. How she don't honor the bet? <laughs> right. It'd be like, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's no. That's out of the question. I just can't get past the fact that when I'm looking at my plate, I just sit in there like. I'm eating oppa right now, man. This don't make no sense. Like, I can't eat oppa, bro. And now, I'm, I'm not going to fuck. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Bices can't fly. So that was that was your off the top? Just, you know, like, people trying new things? Yeah. Because it was just mostly because, like, I don't know. I just, 
one of my coworkers, she's just kind of like, you know, stuck on, you know, staying at Starbucks. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, you know, Starbucks is cool for some people, but like, it's not for everybody. So I feel like the way that she's trying to go, like with school and stuff like that, I just feel like there are other opportunities for her. And I just feel like, you know, that could apply to everybody. It's like, there are opportunities for everybody and you won't know until you look. Yeah, that's what I did. And I stepped out of my comfort zone, like working at the airport. I never thought I would be working at the airport. I was so used to Walmart, but I was like, bro, I can't take this place no more, bro. It was eating me alive, having to be nice to people who are just so rude. I don't know how it is for like fast food and Starbucks, but it's the same. Know, those people used to be so rude. Like I remember one time, I was a lady, I said, she said, do you know where the headphones are? I showed her where the headphones are. I told her, I said, it's on that row. She said, no, I need headphones for a computer. I was like, okay, they're on this aisle. She cussed me out. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> there is no... That was her way of saying <laughs> thank you. <laughs> she just said headphones. So I pointed to where headphones were. She said, no, I need headphones for computers. And you know, some headphones, they got the USB port. Mm -hmm. plug in. So I was like, oh, you need those? They're on this side. Got cussed out for a good minute. I'm like, bro, you didn't even specify. <laughs> I've been cussed at, I've been threatened to get killed, beat up. Yo, working at that Walmart on Normandy, bro. Oh, that was your first mistake. I forgot you were up there. They hired me on the spot. Like, I applied next day. They was like, hey, we would like to hire you for an interview. I was like, bro, I <laughs> That should have been your first red flag. It's like, bro, I can't. I graduated tomorrow. <laughs> Can we reschedule <laughs> But the managers were like, the best, one of the the best managers I've ever had. Like mm. they it's were. It's always like that's, that. That's why I mm. took the job. The managers suck. When they left, I followed them. Like not too long after, they left in like January of 2020. Mm. I was gone in June of 2020. Mm. But I got paid by Walmart till January. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me about that too. And the discount and all, boy. I was what? Like, like, girl, we come back. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so I. Hell nah. $400? Wrong. Mm. $360. <laughs> Alright, man. So, uh, my off the top, I thought this was kind of interesting. So, it's crazy because when, alright, so when Darion, when D hit me up, like, yo, I want to be on the pod. One of the things he was saying about that he loved about the pod was that we don't talk about bullshit. Like, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Man versus woman. Like, should a man do this? Should a woman do that? It's funny because my off the top finna be about that. But Go ahead. I saw a TikTok, right? But it was one of those TikToks where they basically just take a video that went viral and they just repost it. And it was this dude who I guess was with this chick or I guess they're not together like that. She had one of his sons and then she had like three more children that weren't by him though. He came, brought McDonald's for his son. And she basically recording him, like, putting him on blast, like, you can't just bring food for just your son. Like, what that look like? And the rest of my kids can't have McDonald's, but the one son can. And the dude was pretty much just like, them ain't my kids. I brought food for my kids. Where your, where, where did daddy at for the rest of them? Them ain't my kids. Them ain't my responsibility. And the question on the video was basically, is he right or wrong? No. Now... From my standpoint, I think he absolutely right. Them ain't my fucking kids. 
You know what I'm saying? Where did daddy, you talking about, You, I know your food stamps don't come until a certain date. That sounds like your problem. I'm feeding my child. The rest of them kids being hungry, that's tough. But I'm only responsible for my kid, especially if we're not together. If we was together, you'd have more of a point. You'd have more of a point if we were together and you were like, damn, you're just going to feed your kid and you're not going to feed the rest of the kids. That would make more sense if we were in a relationship. If we not, and I'm literally just sliding to feed my son real quick. Oh, that other shit you're talking about ain't my problem. So that's how I feel about it. Vanessa's the woman in the room. She might feel a little different. I mean, you already know I how I am. Mm-hmm. And how I think. So it's like how you were saying, like, oh, um, even if they were together, like, he, she might have a point. I mean, I guess, but that would only mean something if, like, she was, like, feeding his kid. If it was, like, a like an equal exchange. If it was, like, oh, she was, like, buying his clothes or taking him to school and, like, mm-hmm. he would... Like, take them to soccer practice or some shit like that. Like, an equal exchange. Mm-hmm. But if it's just, like, oh, we're not even together no more. And, like, we just have a, a child together and I bring my child food. Mm-hmm. Then it should just be like that. I shouldn't have to compensate you for your other children that I didn't, like, create. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I don't know. I, I don't really feel like. I feel like she just did that for clout. Mm-hmm. I just feel like she did that for sympathy. What'd you think, D? I saw you nodding your head while I was talking. I agree because what you said, like, if it's if we're not together, and I'm just and one, you probably she probably limited him like access to his kid, but I'm not gonna get into their business because yeah. that's their business. But right. say she was, mm-hmm. it would be only right that he makes sure that his kid is fed because. There's different baby daddies involved, different men in those child's lives that's involved. Mm-hmm. So you would feed the one that you know that's yours. Mm-hmm. Say, but if they were together, yes, I would. I would personally, I would feed all of them because mm-hmm. they're family. You know, mm-hmm. you're stepping up for people who did it. Right. So you would feed all of them. But also, if he brought McDonald's, say he brought like a hamburger and some fries, mm-hmm. she could have diced it four ways. And at least split it to where everyone could get some. It might not be a lot, but it's mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's that's true. You can always make something out of almost nothing. Right. And it's just like, I think it's really whack for you to expect something out of somebody else that's not their responsibility. Like you just shouldn't expect that from people, because it's just like at the end of the day. He don't have to do that. His only responsibility is to take care of his kid. That's it. Now that's tough that your kids gotta watch him, watch the other kid eat. Yeah, that is tough. But you should be telling that to whoever you pop that pussy for, not to the dude that's actually doing what he's supposed to do. At least he there. That's one kid you ain't gotta worry about. To me, that may seem green. But I don't know. But it actually made me think about this one shit that happened a couple years ago when this big conversation popped up on Twitter about if you're dating a girl with a kid, should you have to, you know what I'm saying, do stuff for that kid? So like if, so for example, if she hit you up and she's like, yo, 
the kid just popped up on me like, yo, like, I need money for a field trip. I ain't really got it. You know, do you think you could pay like the 15 for the kid to go on the field trip or whatever? And the dude is like, nah. It kind of depends for me. If y'all been dating for a while, like y'all been dating for a year, and he like, nah, Shawty, I can't slide you that 15, he kind of being a dick. Like, he kind of being a douchebag. You can slide the little 15 so the kid can go on the field trip. If y'all only been dating for like three weeks, a month, I don't know. I feel like that's really just up to the dude. Because if the dude look at you and just like, where his daddy at? I can't be mad at that. I really can't be mad at it. I may think you being a little bit of an asshole, but I can't. I don't know if I would say the same thing, but I can't be mad at him if he say that. We actually talked about this. You remember how we were just like, if it was like, um, like if they went on a first date and she like explicitly said, okay, yeah, I have a child and I might need, like, financial support, like, doing this, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay you back eventually, but if I ever come to you and ask, like, oh, I need such and such for this, or, mm-hmm. like, he needs this for this, it's mm-hmm. like, like, I want you to be able to step up, like, not saying that you need to be his dad, but it's just like, I have a child to raise, and it's just like, it's gonna be hard for me, especially because the child's dad is not in his life, mm-hmm. and if you wanna be that person, then cool, but if not, then we just need to stop talking, right. but if it's not, like, put up front, like, in the conversation, then it shouldn't be expected, because that's not his responsibility. Exactly. I said it, well, for me, I would say... If you are planning to be in a long-term relationship with that person, like say it don't matter how long, to me it doesn't matter how long you've been dating. Mm-hmm. If you if you see that person as the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, then I say just do the little things like paying for a field trip, getting food, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you, you see yourself being in that kid's life. Mm-hmm. But I can see where people be like, oh, we've just been dating for this long, blah, 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 blah. I won't do this, I will do that. But I say that it all depends on one, if you see that person, one, how long you've been dating, but mm-hmm. the most important to me would be like, if you want that person in your life mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. then you do the little things. Because I know I would. Yeah. Cool, cool. So that's our off the tops real quick. You did a good job, nigga. I really only got one that I actually give a fuck about. I don't want to talk about the abortion laws anymore. I don't want to talk about any of that bullshit going on. 
I really just want to talk about Nipsey Hussle's killer got convicted on uh, on murder. So this happened um, on July 6th. I think that was Wednesday. Um, Eric Holder Jr. found guilty of murder and death of rapper Nipsey Hussle. Eric Holder Jr., the game member, this comes from Apple News, an article on Apple News. Eric Holder Jr., the game member who killed rapper Nipsey Hussle, was convicted of murder Wednesday in the 2019 slaying. Hustle, a fast-rising rap artist and himself an avowed member of the Rolling Sixties gang, was signing autographs for fans on March 31st, 2019, outside a clothing store he owned in the Crenshaw neighborhood where he grew up when Holder Jr. approached. Holder Jr. departed after a brief conversation but returned several minutes later and shot Hustle 11 times. Two other men were also shot but survived. Police arrested Holder Jr. in nearby Bellflower two days later after the woman who served as his unwitting getaway driver turned herself in and identified him as the gunman. I mean, justice is served. I mean, Nipsey Hussle. First of all, uh, let me correct you, Apple, uh, Apple News. Nipsey Hussle was not a rising rapper. Nipsey Hussle has been popping for many years just because he wasn't popping on other sides exactly of the united states and just like schoolboy q and mm -hmm. uh what's his name j-rock mm-hmm west yep they big over there they're not big over here but they are gigantic in the west hell yeah like just because just because we didn't hear it on the radio all the time doesn't mean they ain't a big star exactly I remember, I'll never forget, uh, one of Nipsey Hussle's mixtapes, he actually sold as like, all right, he was like, you give me $100 for this mixtape. He was like, I want $100 for this mixtape from everybody that wanted. The nigga sold like thousands of copies of the shit on the first day. Nigga made like a million dollars off his mixtape. It's just like, you know, Nipsey Hussle was a big dude. He was definitely going crazy in terms of supporting the hood that he came from. Showing, you know, people that are down bad that there's a way out. I may disagree with the way he did it. I personally feel like when you make it out the hood, I don't think you need to go back to be able to help the people that are there. Because we've seen time and time again, these rappers make it out, they go back, they get killed. We just saw it last year with Young Dolph, if I'm not mistaken, that was last year. You know what I'm saying? Young Dolph was literally just in the hood, just like in the at a fucking uh, cupcake shop. shop, cookie shop, getting his mama some cookies or some shit, and then just got blasted on. It's like there's a lot of love in your hood for you, but there's a lot of haters in your hood too. That's just waiting to get you. X X got killed in his hood, I think, in his neighborhood, right? He got killed. Or he got killed in Florida. I know. I know. That. It was in Florida, so it's like because it happened. Like, what, 45 to an hour from us? Mm-hmm. So that's just crazy. It's just like niggas car shopping. And somebody was like, oh, he over here. Woo-woo. That's how, that's how it happens. They spot him. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why a lot of people, like Chief Keep, he, he got big, and now he in Cali. Mm -hmm. But all they got to do is know where you are. Know where you are. That's it. Like, I think, like, like kind of going back to what you were saying, like how like they go back to their hood when they mm -hmm. get like famous and popping and stuff like that i feel like they kind of feel the need to because you know some people just be like oh you got famous and then you left us like mm, you, you forgot where yeah, you came you from forgot where you came shit. from and, and you don't you try to distance yourself from us it's like they kind of feel like they have to because it's like that's where they grew up oh yeah so it's like i 
I see why, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you put the work in. You did what you needed to do to get yourself out of a fucked up situation. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if niggas don't follow you, then that's on them. And it, But it also makes me think, I'm just like, I'm not Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? And I've never, I never grew up in a neighborhood like Nipsey grew up in. Where, like, you know, he see the same people, like, every day. And then, like, you know, he make it out. And, like, you know, a lot of these real hood dudes, they have a different type of relationship with where they come from than maybe we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't give a fuck about Jasmine like that. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing tying us to this city is our moms. Like, that, <laughs> other than that, we just kind of, like, we don't really care about the city like that. She but, right, exactly. <laughs> so, it's just, like... I feel what Nipsey was trying to do. I would never, if Nipsey was still here today, I would never look at him and say, you wrong, you know, you doing shit the wrong way. I would never tell him that. One, because the nigga's a crip and he might slap me dead in the face. <laughs> but, but for two, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't come from where he come from. And I just, you know, you can't really tell another grown man how to do what he feel is right. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyways, ain't even about that. His killer got, got, Listen, a lot of this is unpopular. I was actually talking to my homie Marcel on the phone about this a couple of days ago, and he was kind of disagreeing with me. But I'm praying for the killer's mom and family and friends too, because it's just like in these kind of situations where somebody, when somebody get killed, you lose two lives. Like the nigga that got killed, of course, is gone. But the dude that did the killing, if he go away, that's a mama losing a son. That's a daddy losing a son. That's friends losing somebody that's close to them. So it's just like, that shit don't feel good for nobody. So, and I don't want this to come off misconstrued like I'm praying for that nigga or free that nigga. Right. No, not, not at all. Because we don't even know these niggas. We like don't that. even know them like that. But it's just like, it's I never like seeing black lives go to jail. Because I know how it affects the people around them. So I'm praying for the families of this dude. Just as much as I'm praying for Nipsey's family. Because, like, this is this is some shit. And this is another black man in the system. We all know prison is a slave system. So, like, it's not a good thing. Time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is justice. I am happy that justice is served. But I'm not going to celebrate another black life getting put into the system. You know what I'm saying? So, this whole situation is fucked up, but rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, that fucking, uh, that Kendrick Lamar video, The Heart Part 5, that shit hit me a little different, you know what I'm saying, like, that's just crazy, I, you know, I, I love Nipsey Hussle, his fucking Victory Lap album, that shit gets better every time I hear it, and, um, we need to stop the violence, you know, the white people always look at us and say, but y'all kill each other every time we talk about cops killing us. And I always say, that's not up to y'all to talk about. That's for us to talk about. So now that we have the opportunity to talk about it, yeah, let's talk about it. We got to stop fucking killing each other. That's some fucking stupid shit. But, um. Now, so what? Huh? I said, and that's on what you were supposed to say, period. Oh. <laughs> I missed the whole shit. I missed the whole shit. And see, Darion knew what it was. He comes I'm like, bro, come on, Alex. How you don't know that? Listen, man, I don't... That's all period. So look, you just put me on game. So now next time I'll be ready. You gotta stay ready. I gotta stay ready. If you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. 
speak for you but it seemed like you don't really come from the hood like that so it's just like you know that <laughs> I was right to you I don't know you know what I'm saying now, now I can't lie in the summer we used to always go back to Chicago and I that's like I claim that place as much as I claim because I used bro every summer almost every winter I was up there that's until, why I love Kanye until <laughs> until what ninth grade as I got older you know mm. it gets a little more dangerous when you get older they do. Because they, they see you as like an adult. Mm -hmm. They'll start questioning me and stuff like that. They don't really try to harm the kids. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's weird. Like, I get where they come from because, like, you go to sleep in Chicago at night. I used to stay up and just, you could just hear it. Mm -hmm. Just hear gunshots, different areas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're in a safe spot and I still got love for that place, even though it's a very dangerous place now. I still got love. I, if I made it big, I'd come back to Jackson, give back. Mm -hmm. Or if I was from Chicago, I'd do it. But, you know, it's a risk that comes with everything. Hell so, yeah. So. Most people, like, like Pop Smoke, even though he left, mm -hmm. he slipped up. Mm -hmm. And he accidentally posted his address. Mm -hmm. Niggas ran up in his crib. On the same day he posted the address. So, <sighs> like, you can do whatever you feel is right, but just know everything you do comes with a risk. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, that's I know you're not really, um, I know you're not really a rap head like that. I know you really didn't have any musical ties to Nipsey Hussle because it's just not really up your alley, but, you know, how you feel about, you know, just everything that's going on, you know, his killer getting got and, you know, the violence just not really seeming to stop at all. I mean, honestly, it just kind of goes back to what you were saying, like, it's just another black man is in the system and the violence never really ceases to, like, never ceases really. So it's like, I don't know, even though we don't really know uh, Nipsey or his killer or whatever, like, we don't really know the beef they had going on, whatever the fuck. So it's like, you know, I don't really have ties to Nipsey. I know it was like a big thing when he died. And it was sad as fuck and like hearing like everybody talking about it, especially um, Lauren London, like talking about everything that they've been doing together. It's just like, I don't know, it's just so sad just to see like all this shit happening. And it's like, it doesn't stop at him. It's a continuous thing. So it's like, when are we gonna learn? It's crazy because there's We've talked about this before, actually. There are artists that, God forbid, when they go, the world is going to shape. Like, God forbid, I'm not trying to put this energy into the air. Let me go ahead and say, God bless these people, put some spiritual energy around them. I don't want this to happen. God forbid, when Beyonce goes, the world is going to vibrate, dude. Like, the world is going to stop. Drake. Drake. Kanye and as much shit as people talk about Kanye, I always pray I'd be like, y'all just talking shit. Y'all better hope he don't go one of these days. Kendrick, M, Wayne, Rihanna, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama. God protect all these people. 
it was a different energy when I heard Nipsey got got because even whether you listen to him like that or not, you could feel the street stop. Like the hoods was just like, what the fuck? So, man. It's like, I didn't even know that nigga existed until he died. Dude. So it's like, when he did die, it's like everybody like saying like what he influenced and like how they influenced him or they were influenced by him. Mm. I'm just like, damn. It's wild, man. And it was kind of just that crazy, it's that eerie shit because I, I always tell this story, right? I've always been a Mac Miller fan and I had listened to his album Swimming and I loved it. I literally was replaying it again the night before he passed. And it was the most eerie shit ever. It's almost the same with Nipsey. Not that I was playing Victory Lap the day before he passed, but more just because like I was in the process of falling in love with that record. And it was just like I was starting to play it more regularly. It was with Dr. Doom. I mean, MF Doom. Bro. Because I was listening to it and I had, because they told us about his passing. Mm -hmm. last year but he had died the year before mm -hmm. but I was just like I'd say August I'd say July August that was really all I was listening to right. MF Doom Victor Vaughn uh, Mad Villainy Mad Villainy I was listening to all of that M Food and then bro M Food I was listening to all of that still Rhinestone Cowboy one of my favorite songs of all time mm -hmm. and then October 31st I was like bro what the is this, bro? I I was like, bro, what pop smoke too? Cause pop smoke, I was listening to that. That was me with Chadwick. Jalen had put me on. He was like, bro, you ever heard of pop smoke? I was like, no. I was playing all of that junk. A week later, I'm like, bro, this it's bro, same shit with me and X. Cause like I, oh, I really don't like Seventeen. Like I just don't like that album, but. Question mark comes out. I'm like, this shit is alright. And as soon as I'm like, damn, this nigga X is cool, he get killed. I'm like, because I still remember those nights when we used to go to Wendy's playing Going Down. Bruh, like that shit go hard, man. I still remember those. I still remember on Wilson. Bruh. We played that song at least five times. Because it's hard. Going down, going down. So, man, hey. Still rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. That man up there in heaven, he ain't worried about nothing. And look, if he looking down at us right now and being like, man, fuck that nigga and his family. Hey, I don't, I'm not arguing with you. Nigga. I'm not arguing with you. Nigga. All right, we're going to get off the depressing shit. We're going to get off the depressing shit. We're going to move on into our drop the needle portion of the podcast. Now, over these past few days, something uh, interesting to me came up. So, Michael Jackson, everybody knows who Michael Jackson is. There's no need to give him an introduction. Um, after he passed, of course, like with any artist that passes away, they start releasing some of his unfinished music. And one album that came out, this was actually the first quote-unquote posthumous album from Michael Jackson. It was called Michael. And, you know, it was about 10 songs, and it was cool. It was real cool. But fans took an issue with a handful of the songs on the album because it didn't really sound like Michael Jackson singing them. And that was that was a pretty big issue, but you know, everybody just kind of forgot about it up until recently it seems like. And there's just been this uproar of y'all, why like why do y'all have songs on here that aren't 
by this man. So apparently, I don't know if this was greenlit by the Michael Jackson estate or if this was just greenlit by Apple Music in general, but they removed the three songs that had, you know, an artist on there that sounds like he's just imitating Michael. I don't really know, like, all the details about it. I've heard the songs, of course. I can tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, me being a big Michael Jackson stan, someone who's not a stan, I can see them maybe listening to it and being like, I can't see the difference. But for me, I'm like, that don't sound like him. I feel like even if you know, like, the most popular songs, like Thriller and, like, mm -hmm. Billie Jean and stuff like that, you know how he, like, sings on his songs. Mm -hmm. He's just be like... <laughs> It's like his face, but it's like a grayish back. Invincible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, he don't, he don't do that on there. That's R&B. That just slaps. It slaps. But it's just like... He do it on Rock My World. He do it on Rock My World. He do it. <laughs> <laughs> So like, mm. I'm not really like a stand like you are. So like, I could tell like there was a difference. But like, if I heard the song, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's not Michael Jackson. Like, oh my gosh. Like, mm. but when you said it, it was just like, mm, I mean, I, I kind of see a difference. Like, I, I kind of see where you're coming from. Mm. Yeah. So like, so the songs are, and I'm on Wikipedia right now. Y'all know y'all got to take Wikipedia with a great song. But as of June 2022, or not 2022, <laughs> fuck, what the fuck, 2022, <laughs> as of June 2022, Keep Your Head Up, Monster, and Breaking News are no longer available to download or stream on digital versions of the album. Sony Music Entertainment stated that this was due to the ongoing distraction that legal litigations over their authenticity was causing fans. Now... I didn't really bring this up to talk about Michael Jackson because I'm pretty much the only huge Michael Jackson stand in the room. I more just brought this up because I wanted to ask the question, how do y'all feel about what labels seem to be doing these days when like an artist passes away and they like the floodgates open and they just start grave digging whatever the fuck they release. It, it is Pop Smoke is the prime thing, example. It is the worst thing to happen to music in a very long time. Other than the horrific record deal some people are reading and signing, mm -hmm. that has to be close because, my God, please let X rest. Please. Mm. Pop Smoke. Please. Please. How did he drop Four post albums. I don't understand. Four. Skins. Bad Vibes Forever. The one that came out this year. Uh, fucking. Uh, what was it? The fucking shit from his late members only four? With a whole bunch of verses from him on it? It's like. And with Pop Smoke, his features popping up on every album. Literally Juice World it? features popping up. The album from the. Moon to the stars or from the... Uh, shoot for the moon, aim for the star. Or shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. That was like 20 songs. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. 30 songs. 
And then it dropped the books. Mm -hmm. And then he be featured on other people's shit. I'm just like, God damn. Yeah, and then it dropped like Faith last year. 90% of his music is out. Yeah. So that's, so that's it. Juice Juice World. He, I just wish they did a better job. Like Every like five years, drop something. Right, maybe. Because they still say, like, a prime example of someone who's doing it well, or they probably haven't done it yet. Like they say, Prince mm -hmm. got enough music to drop until twenty one hundred. Yeah, and they drop it like what every three or four, five. And Wayne, he came out and said he does fifty two songs a day. Mm -hmm. So, bro, just take it slow. Just you know, fans love the music. Don't drop it all at once, cause then the bass dies, and the revenue dies. Like music. Music is, they killing these people. That's why I love a lot of people who are independent. Chance. Chance about to make a comeback. Uh, he is. Is he gearing up? That highs and lows. Oh my God. Bruh. And then. The, the, uh, what's, ah, oh shit. The heart and the tongue. He snapped on that. And then another artist, a lot of people don't know about him. Tony Snow. He, he's, he's. I've heard his name. I, I like, I enjoy his music a lot. Because he, he likes to do what a lot of people don't. He takes samples from like 2000s and he doesn't change it at all mm. he leaves it and then he raps over it mm. and it's it's good but he chooses ones that he know he can use right he can flow with and it's good mm. like he just dropped the album shout out to justin he put me on to he told me about it mm. it was really good and he owns everything so everything he drops it goes to him mm. he he has all his masters just like 21 he just bought all his back mm -hmm. so he owned about 70 percent Mm -hmm. So I say, if you're going to be an artist, don't, if you know that you're going to bring in a gigantic fan base, mm -hmm. then possibly look to sign. But I say, if you're going to bring in a giant fan base anyways, don't sign. Because mm -hmm. you know you're going to make that money yourself. So I say, just get your manager, do what you got to do. It's just like it. Mulatto. Mm -hmm. Like, she went on the rap game like that whole show and i watched it so it's like i watched the journey like mm -hmm. literally she was 16 years old like mm -hmm. spitting fire at the end of the show she won and she literally was guaranteed a record label from jermaine dupree and she was just like you know i'm not fucking with how y'all trying to run shit and take over my music and like i can't do what i want to do so i'm gonna just go my own way mm -hmm. and everybody knows who mulatto is i mm -hmm. mean she's not mulatto anymore but you yeah. know who mulatto um, is mulatto so the biggest i don't know mm -hmm. i feel like nah, if you believe in yourself and believe in what your like influence especially in music can do like you can do a lot of things and it's like i hate how they're doing it it's like it's exited music and it's like reaching out elsewhere because we've talked about this before the spongebob situation you know, creator of Spongebob, Stephen Hillenburg, sadly, he passed away a few years ago. I think it was ALS. I think that's what he passed away from. And you can look this stuff up. Stephen Hillenburg was very aggressively against spinoffs. He was just like, no spinoffs. Right. Just straight Spongebob. Just the show. Yeah, no spinoffs. He wanted to end. It was supposed to be over after the movie. It was supposed to be three seasons and then the movie. And Steven Hillenburg did. Now he eventually came back because the show was going bad. It's but still it's like, going on. It's still going, but it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Like he died, and literally in the midst of us mourning this man, 
A month later, Nickelodeon announces three spinoffs and a new movie. I'm like, this is gross. I have not watched a single spinoff. I have not watched a single movie. Because it, it's going to feel nasty watching that shit, it's man. Horrible. Like, when I see what made me, like, bro, why would you do it like this? I watched that episode, not even an episode. I was watching on a fire stick. <laughs> like a Nick. I went, on, I went on the Nick channel and they showed a commercial for it and they showed that Patrick's house isn't even a rock. Huh? It's a turtle. Bruh. It's a turtle who lives in a rock. He opened the door and he walked out and Patrick lost his house. I was like, I am not consuming none of this anymore, bro. Why would you do that? It's shitty, bro. It's nasty. It's what, what am I thinking of? It's like that example of like, you know, shit like that doesn't make any sense, that hasn't made any sense, but we just accepted that it doesn't make any sense. And then they try to explain it like later seasons on to try to build a story off of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like it what the fuck? they just fall on their face. <laughs> so yeah, that shit was nasty, man. So anyway, I don't even remember what it was. Oh yeah, we were talking about Michael Jackson. So yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's just weird. I mean, you know, posthumous albums. I just hope they just calm down with it. You know what I'm saying? And just release the songs that actually sound like they finished them. Like, stop releasing these shits that are obviously not done and throwing, like, three fucking Auto-tune features on it. Bro, yeah, we like... can hear him like, hey, that sound good? Yeah, right. that sound good. <laughs> yes, Bro, man, in the studio. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. You can hear the dude come in. Hey, bro, hey, that sounded real good, bro. That sounded real good. Playboy, yeah. Bro, not done, bro. Because I still don't like how they played, how Drake played MJ on Scorpion. Even though Don't Matter to Me is a good song. I was just about I to like say, that, that song. song is pretty good. But I'm not going to front. We know how Michael sings. That is not him singing at his best. It don't matter to me. It's like, nigga, we, why you playing this man? Anyways... So we're going to move on. Drop the needle segment still. We got Chris Brown is not happy. I didn't listen to him. So you got it. You just got to talk to her about it. Hey, big dog. Listen. So he dropped Breezy. I thought it was good. You know what I'm saying? I ain't like Chris Brown albums in a minute. I skipped the last two because they were like 20 years long. So I was like, <laughs> I don't feel like listening to all that. But he, you know, he dropped a, he dropped a new one. It ain't do so hot. It ain't do bad, but it ain't do so hot. You know, 70 to 80K. Damn. He wasn't happy about it. He posted on his Instagram. He said, July 8th, which was yesterday, Breezy Deluxe album, Not That It Matters, seems like y'all only invest in the negative stories about me. Chris gets in trouble. The whole world is on it. Chris drops album, Crickets. Um, before Vanessa goes, let me just say, Chris, shut the fuck up and sit your ass down somewhere. Stop. Stop. Album sales are low for everybody right now. Kendrick sold like 200-something. Drake did like 200-something. Nah, Kendrick did 220. Drake did 200. That's true. That's true. Kendrick beat him. And that's a big dub. But it's like... Big W's. But it's like... Album sales are low for everybody right now, bro. Everybody. And it's just like... I feel like you're not showing appreciation for your fans. You have one of the most loyal fan bases in the world. Yeah, 
you be out here acting crazy. You be smacking motherfuckers. And they be like, yo, we still here though. Chris, you still fine? Like, bro, you have one of the most dedicated fan bases on the planet. One of I them got, sitting right listen, next to me. So I, got I just get feel two I just, shots for this one. I just feel I'm like I'm finna go off. <laughs> I just feel like, Chris, you need to sit your ass down and be appreciative of the fact that you have been in this business for 20 years. 20. Bro, your debut dropped in 04, and I'm sure you were singing before that. Like, bro, like, you are still relevant. You still getting hella features. You still making more money than half the niggas out here. You own all your music. Sit your ass down. Oh, I thought he owned it all. In the process. He's in the process of buying all his music. So it's like, bro. You need to sit down. But anyway, I'm going to let the president of Breezy Music. I'm not if, I can, if I can say something. Oh, go ahead, like, Darian. Please, please. Even though, please. Like, this is all topic. Though. Time. This, this is all topic. Though. This is all topic. <laughs> go ahead. Bro, even though Chris Brown was going crazy, bro, one of my favorite Chris Brown moments is when he was at that club. <laughs> it was like, hey, you niggas getting in. Hey, you niggas getting in. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> bro, every time I think of Chris Brown, that's what I think of, bro. He was happy. He was like, "Hey, them niggas getting it." You know what? Chris, a country ass nigga, man. He country as hell. No. <laughs> Holy shit! Chris, who the fuck you know hit a front flip on beat the March Madness? <laughs> Yo, that shit is bro, crazy, bro. bro. And why they had to kill him off at the beginning of Step Up, bro? Bro. No, listen. Bro. We're not going to talk about his mu- movies, bro. okay? That was sad. Well, they could have did him like Wheelchair Jimmy and had that nigga. <laughs> he popped in the back, wheeling around and shit. Hey, that would have been better. No, he won them because he got shot in the chest. That's true. How you live from Joe? <laughs> nah, they should have had him. They should have had him like old boy from the Meet the Browns movie. They got popped in the back. Oh. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the movie. I'm sorry. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> he, he thought he got away. He was like. <laughs> he was like, oh, I got away. So tell us how you feel about Chris not being happy that his album ain't going too great. Listen, I I feel what he's saying. Like you know, most of the time when he's Chris old. makes hand like Chris makes the headlines, it's mostly because he's slapping the fuck out of a bitch. So it's just like you know, I feel what he's saying. It's like most of the time, like. Niggas don't really give a fuck about him unless, you know, he into some shit. 
and whenever he drops music it's like okay yeah okay yeah rihanna you know that shit Uh and it's like that's all they ever see of him but it's like the fact that he's been around for so long and he has such a loyal fan base such as myself it's like it's kind of like a slap in the face because it's like damn nigga you don't give a fuck about us like I listen to this shit <laughs> and I and I mean it's not my favorite but I still listen to this shit repeatedly so it's like I feel like as a fan you know it's like one of those things where it's like oh okay I'm listening to it and it's like oh yeah it's not really my favorite but I can still rock with it and you know I'm gonna still love Chris either way so it's like you know I still rock with Chris 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 <laughs> with Chris <laughs> So, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of maybe feel some type of way where he was just like, nobody really give a fuck about Chris. Nigga, you know that anytime you post anything, 80K, 100K, like thousands and thousands of likes and reposts and share and fucking screenshots of your shit, it's like, I don't know. I don't really know why he did that. I mean, maybe he was just a little butthurt a little bit, but like, at the end of the day. You know what it was. He's salty because he ain't get that number two. I mean, that number one. I mean, you know, still, it's like, I don't know. I feel like at this point in time, he really shouldn't even be caring about, like, the fan ba- like the, the, the sales. sales anymore. Mm-hmm. He should be caring about his fan base because that's who really is listening to his music at this point. Because everybody sees Chris Brown as this negative person, as this, like, Oh yeah, back in two thousand nine, he whooped on Rihanna, whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, you owned up to that shit. You did the time, you know, you learned from that shit or whatever. So it's like, we forgave you for that. But it's like the fact that you over here talk about some nobody cares. It's like, bitch, okay, nobody finna care when <laughs> you talk about this shit. Talk about something we don't care. Like I don't know. It just made me feel some type of way. I'm I mean, sick. I'm sick of these niggas. I'm sorry. I'm sick of these niggas bitching, man. I'm sick of these niggas bitching about their sales. Cause like this shit pissed me off when Nikki did it a few years ago. Oh, uh, Queen ain't go number two, but I talked to Travis Scott. Travis knows that he doesn't have the number one album of the year. It's like Nikki. No, Travis had the number. One. Travis, first of all, beat you by a lot. Nigga, that album. Something else. And then she gonna bitch, oh, he did album bundles. You did album bundles. All y'all niggas do, all y'all niggas cheat. Let's, let's just keep it a bun. All y'all cheat to get to number one. Tell me if I buy this Travis Scott chicken nugget, I get an Astro. <laughs> and I get a ticket to the show. Or coffee. And I get like, a like Astro World, but it's $90 chicken nugget. Cop. Now that Please. chicken nugget is like $250. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, like, I'm just, I'm just sick of it because there are artists that are literally, like, they would kill to sell 10,000 records. Bro, I'd kill to sell five. I'd kill to sell 1,000 records. If I dropped a mixtape tomorrow and 1,000 people listen to it, I would be ecstatic. And it's just like, you really bitching because you did 70, 80K? You went number two on the charts. Right. Your last album did number one. So what are you talking about? And it's just like, I know, like, the type of fan that I am. I'm not really, like, I mean, most of Chris Brown fans are not really, like, what, 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 what's, what's the, the fucking, 
What's the crazy motherfuckers? Stands? Yeah, the crazy ones. Like fucking stands. Like Cole fans. Cole fans are like. Dang, Cole fans really Cole fans are. It's a personal album! <laughs> it's a personal album! <laughs> it's so crazy because I like J. Cole, but it's like, <laughs> y'all be going too hard. <laughs> Logic, Logic fans are pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logic fans are bad. Nah, Nikki but fans are kind of bad too. Oh, Nikki fans are horrible. Nikki fans are kind of bad. <laughs> But still, it's like... He said it like <laughs> Did you not hear when he explained the whole album to me? If he passed away... <laughs> then he would be no longer here. <laughs> it's not... You took, you took it wrong. It's not for your eyes like you. It's for her eyes. Right, for your it's eyes for only like her. Right. <laughs> you drinking almond milk, nigga. <laughs> He never thought he'd be drinking all oh, this. About folding laundry. Bruh, you want to fold grocery shopping. <laughs> that whack ass shit. <laughs> Shut up, niggas. I'm anyway. sorry. But it's like most of the Chris Brown fans that I meet are pretty chill. So it's like, I don't know. Most of us are pretty chill. We're just kind of like, yeah, we see the fucked up shit he be doing or whatever. But it's like, we're here for the music, nigga. We're here for, you know, whatever he be posting about, like, all that shit. Oh. Wait a minute. Don't get him started because he won't stop. Don't start he won't stop. Don't start do, me don't, Please do not start with this nigga, all right? Stop. Please, because he won't ever stop with the passport. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pad point. Get it right. Shut the fuck up. Go ahead. But yeah, I don't know. Pretty much like all of the Chris Band. Chris, Chris Band. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> the Chris Brown stands that I meet. They're pretty chill. So it's like most of the time we just support him just as a person and as an artist. So it's like the fact that he just said, oh, nobody support me. Nigga. Who right. is me? Crickets, I guess. Who is me? Right. So, I don't know, man. Artists, stop bitching about your music sales. Stop. You're doing better than most of us out here. Mm. So it's like, you know, stop, stop doing that. You really sound, you really sound ungrateful when you do shit like that. You sound salty. It doesn't look good. I thought everybody would have learned from DJ Khaled when he was bitching because Tyler beat him once again. Bro, that album was way better than that one. It, it was. Wasn't close. DJ Khaled? Yeah, he cried about getting. He was crying because Igor. Khaled, bro. He, he was crying because Igor went number one. I couldn't, bro. When I first heard Igor, I couldn't believe it because, like, like Flower Boy was good. It, I still had Wolf in front of Flower Boy. To me, mm. I still have Wolf in front of Flower Boy. I still have Wolf in front of Flower Boy because of the <laughs> storytelling. It's told a story the whole way through. Mm. <laughs> And then when he dropped Igor, I was like, bro. <laughs> when he dropped Igor, I was like, dang. Tyler on the whole stretch. I just feel like DJ Khaled, not even in the running, bro. This nigga don't even, like, this is, a, it's, he's a producer. He ain't got shit to cry about. He ain't got shit to cry about. Okay, since you have that vinyl, mm-hmm. why did they, what's that song? I, why did they change the intro to Garden Shed? I know I'm not the only one who heard it, 
Bro, it, it sounds different it sounds on the so stream. It's so different. It, it sounds different. I hate different. it. I be going on YouTube. I can't listen to the one on SoundCloud. I gotta go on YouTube. I can't listen to it. I listen to the record. Because that junk, it sounds like a scratch. And I'm like, yeah. Boo, nigga. But no, nah, that shit was just so weird because DJ Khaled literally put a camera in front of his face and said, you know, I make music for you to, you know, listen to. You know, you go outside, you listen to it. You know, you go in the barbershop, you hear it. You know, you go to the party, you hear it. You know, not no mysterious music that nobody heard. Clearly, somebody heard it if it went number one and yours didn't. Bingo. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't attribute to that heavily. So. I remember getting on a bus when that joint dropped. Because it dropped that Friday. Mm -hmm. you know? And I always I listened listen to it listen. that night. I always used to listen to the albums. The only album when I was in school that I listened to as soon as it dropped was K.O.D. I remember staying up. You don't listen, you don't for them? Wow. I listen to it in the morning. Because that's what I usually do. I listen to it, I wait for it in the morning, and I listen to it on the way to school and when I get out of school. Mm. I stayed up for Astro World. I stayed up for a lot of albums. But yeah, man, like... Nah, I did stay up for Mr. Morale. That's boy. Oh, shit. I didn't, I didn't stay up for that one. I, cause because no I did I did but it was like technical difficulties and shit and it took so long just to get the album on my phone that I just kind of was like Would you download it nah it was like we was trying to play it and it like it wouldn't play and it was grayed out and shit yeah that's why I was on Spotify that jump was, as soon as twelve oh one hit I swiped down refresh mm. bing push play bro that was it album music was like crashing. And I was just like, bro, by the time I was able to get it, I was like, it's late as fuck. I'm about to just go to bed. First thing, listen, though. I gotta admit that. Guys, if you're listening, first listen through Mr. Morale, I thought Kendra fell off. I was like, damn. I'm finna get roasted when I get into work. Second listen through, amazing. Third, spectacular. Fourth, album of the year. Fail. Sorry. I, and I, at first, it was weekend album of the year for me. Yeah, me too. And then he got, cause it was like, cause it's this is in like May, so I'm just like, man, Kendrick ain't about to, you know, like weekend got album of the year again. Clap it up for weekend. We halfway through the year. I listen to Miss Morale for like the second and third time. I'm like, damn, sorry, weekend. You got that number two, <laughs> but it's all good though. All right, y'all. So hey, Chris dropped the deluxe edition to Breezy this over the weekend. I heard a few songs on it. I actually like them more than a lot of the songs on the regular record. Same. And, uh... Still have to to it. Hey, look. Not a big Chris Brown. Never have been. I feel that. Only you one know. I like is... That's the only one I know. That's oh, it. I don't even know that name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's it. Really? I really don't listen to Brown. And the one where he was singing about Rihanna. Oh, which one? The one where he was like... Cause like, I feel like he be singing about Rihanna low key all the time. Where he had, like, where he say her name, but he actually's talking about where he say your name, but he actually talking about his girl. It's like I can't remember the name of that song. See, that's like you know what I'm listening to. Uh, there's a lot of songs where he could be talking about Rihanna. But Even on his deluxe, I feel like he was talking I'm about Rihanna. Chris Brown guy. So yeah, man, Chris, quit bitching. Artist, quit bitching. 
Alright y'all, so we've reached the midway point of the podcast and we are going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with the Keep It 3000 portion of the Keep It 3000 podcast. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Microphone test one, two, one, two. We back in it, man. Welcome back to the Keep It 3000 podcast. And uh, we're going to move into our final segment of the night, Keep It 3000, where we talk about movies, television, anime, whatever is in that same realm, I guess. And speaking of anime, I just got one topic, man. So for those who may not know, there is an anime called Death Note. And for me, this was I think this was the first anime I actually watched as an adult because I grew up with Naruto and Yu-Gi-Oh! Bro, Death Note? Yeah, I did the same so that's thing. you watched Attack on Titan. Oh no, I'm sorry. I watched Attack on Titan. Well, I started it when I was a yeah. kid, though. No, you couldn't have. I started it, it when I was 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Attack on Titan. You wasn't a kid. I was a teenager. Yeah, but you weren't no kid. I was like 16. That yeah. counted as being a kid. But I thought you start watching it whenever like you was an adult. Like, no, I you... I started it when it dropped. Oh. And because because Corday was into it, oh. so like. But then I fell off it because I wasn't an anime nigga like that. I mean, I was twelve. So. Oh yeah, and then when I then when season four dropped, everybody at work was like, "Bro, this shit hype," and I was like, "Oh, let me get into this shit then." Mm. But um, Death Note was the first one that I guess it was my first one that's you like, finished. "All right, let me get into anime yeah. type shit," and that shit was he. That shit was he. Vanessa put me on, man. Oh no, Christian put me on too. But you ain't you you ain't watch that shit because of Chris. You watch that shit because of me. I did. <laughs> and he be mad about that shit too. He go, I tell you to watch it. You know what? She tell you to watch it. You watch it. I be like, man. I be like, man. You already know though. So like, Death Note was hard. I haven't watched the movie. I hear it's not great. I will talk about that live action. Mm-hmm. No, because I learned my lesson by being like, hmm. with the movie is just how it didn't like it's supposed to be an adaptation it's not an adaptation at all close, bro you're talking about the anime they move in mountains <laughs> you're telling me it takes six people to move a damn They telling you that Aang's name is on. They telling um, you soccer name is Everybody so in the show is white. I mean, in the movie everybody. is white. Everybody. Everybody. Like, there's supposed to be PLCs. Bro. Yeah, throw that away. That whole shit, man. No. So, the yeah. only highlight of Death Note that live action is Lakeith. I don't care. And he look like he's good in the role. He don't look like L to me at all, but he look like he's good. We play L. Right, I'm, I'm morbidly curious. Like, I feel like, like if it wasn't named Death Note, it would have been a good movie. But the fact that it's named after Death Note and it's supposed to be an adaptation of the anime Death Note, right. it just sucks. Which, you, which sadly, you can't even apply to Last Airbender because that's just a shitty movie, man. Yeah. Like, even if you take out... I think the only thing that makes us angry is the fact that it's an Avatar movie. But you take Avatar off, it's just a shitty movie. Mm. 
Like, yeah, it's just so bad. When it's like that shit with like, Mulan. Like, they tried to make an adaptation, a live-action adaptation of Mulan, and they took out everything that made Mulan Mulan. Well, see, the difference between that and why, like, I was looking at everybody crazy when they was getting mad about that one is because they were adapting the story of Mulan. They weren't adapting the Disney I movie. guess because, you know, how Disney is in the mm-hmm. adaptations uh, and shit like that, how they be stealing, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah. The, what what's that shit? A thousand and one nights. They basically stole Aladdin from that fucking story. Mm-hmm. But basically, I don't know. I feel Jungle like, Book. Tarzan. Yeah, like basically, and these, and these are dark stories. Like if you look yeah, at the Little Mermaid, like bro. that shit is dark. So I yeah. feel like Dizzy in general just steals a lot of stories like that are darker and try to make it like lighthearted and kid friendly. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's just kind of whack because it's like okay, if it you're ain't what. Tarzan hard, nigga. I mean, I'm not saying that the story that they tell is whack, but I'm just saying that the fact that it's supposed to be an adaptation of what you're, like, you know, getting it from your inspiration. Uh, I feel you. I it's feel like you. you're not even telling it the same way it's supposed to be told. So, you. like, the way that you tell it is this lighthearted, like, kid-friendly story, but mm-hmm. it's not lighthearted or kid-friendly in the original. Right. So it's like, I don't feel like that's... You know, okay, but you know, I still love the Little Mermaid. I still love Tarzan, all of that shit. But you know, I feel that. Yeah. So I guess what they're doing with Death Note is that they're trying to do a series. They're trying to do a live action. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let y'all go because I already feel the energy in the room. <laughs> but this comes from Collider. They say Death Note live action series being developed by Duffer. By the way, when I say this comes from Blase Blase, I'm talking about a website. I'm talking about the article. Uh, this comes from Collider.com. They say Death Note live action series being developed at Duffer Brothers and by Duffer Brothers and Netflix. The Duffer Brothers, Matt and Ross, have recently announced their new production company called Upside Down Pictures. <laughs> the new company's reveal has also come with the announcement of the upcoming project slate coming from the Stranger Things creators, one of which includes an all-new live-action television series adaptation of the renowned Japanese manga and anime series Death Note. Death Note began life as a manga written by Baza 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 Woody 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 Um, listen. I'm not against this. I am too. Wait, I will let y'all. I will let y'all go. We just had this conversation about Avatar. I will let y'all go. Right, keep going. I'm not against this. I am always an advocate for hearing somebody give their view of a story in a world and how they adapt it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the best things that we've ever seen, they're remakes. Like, and a lot of people just don't know. A lot of the things that we love, they're remakes. They're adaptations of things. So, like, remakes, adaptations, reboots, they can be fucking fired because they have been fucking fired. They could also be trash, but it's just like anything. So... I don't see where you could take a live-action Death Note series in terms of making it interesting. But I'm on the side of waiting to see before, you know, I call any judgment. I would like to... Hold on, boy, you're taking a breath. I ain't even finished. I would like to see a trailer. I would like to hear some casting. 
I would like to know the direction of the show before I start raising hell. However, I feel the energy in the room. <laughs> I'm the only one. So let me just let these niggas get their shit off. I... How y'all feel about a Death Note live action? No! No! <laughs> Listen to me. Hell no! Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> because this never turned out good. The only one I can say that's been good... Speed Racer, okay? <laughs> I never heard bad. of that shit. I enjoyed it, it so I give though. that a pass. Attack on Titan had a live anime adaptation. People like that. Fuck. No. <laughs> Hell no. Death Note. No. The only Ghost one I can say shell. that was good no. was Bleach. That's and, the only one that I can say was okay. One of all. Worst Dragon Ball Evolution. Dragon Ball that Evolution. That was horrible. <laughs> that was bad. I will never, ever look forward to any live live anime adaptation. I will never, ever. I will be like, oh my god, they're making a One Piece? Okay, now wait, no, because they are making a One Piece one, and that bit kind of look gay. But let okay. me let me throw this out there. Let me and before Vanessa goes, because I know she about to go off, because she loves Death Note. Let me just say, I used to say the same thing about video game movies, because it's like so many of them are garbage. Like Super Mario's Brothers movie, garbage. Tomb Raider movie, ass. Assassin's Creed movie. Ass. Like Mortal Kombat. Tomb Raider movie was bad. Mortal Kombat, bad. The recent one wasn't too bad. But video game movies aren't very good either. The Resident Evil movies are horrible. I hate those movies. Until Sonic the Hedgehog. That was actually pretty good. It was incredible. But one out of a thousand. But, but wait. Uncharted. This year. Was, it was pretty good. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, pretty good. And Mortal Kombat wasn't horrible. Tomb Raider didn't make me want to kill myself the way Resident Evil did. Nah, but so it's like they ain't finna get it right though. No, you don't know. If they don't have like writing in that book hard in a month. That's what I'm saying. It's I ain't watching. Life should be. Pull that pin to the side. What? The main issue with Death Note, the live action movie. Talk to was, me too, don't talk to me. The main issue <laughs> with Death Note, the live action, was light. He was nothing, nothing like the character. Nothing like the character in the anime. I feel like light in the movie was very just, you know, teenage angst, like, you know, nervous, puberty-esque character. You know those kind of characters they put in those kind of movies. I feel like they definitely played on that, which is cool for, like, a different kind of movie, but the fact that you're making an adaptation of Death Note, it doesn't work because Light is a smart-ass genius. He's a genius. He takes... Things like he literally plans things out so like particularly and he plans things like 
it's just like he plans things three steps ahead so if something goes wrong he has a contingency so it's like like when he um when he had to get locked up for what 48 hours right exactly he lost his memory he still had a plan for when he lost his memory he he wasn't even the same person no more and he still had a plan for when he lost his memory that's the shit i'm talking about and that wasn't in the movie that's just my main thing Live adaptation, scared to take his order at Starbucks. No. <laughs> Literally. It's just like, I don't no, feel like not. the adaptation for Light was the best because they just didn't capture his essence as well as they could have, like, ever. So it's just like, I don't know. I feel like if they do a live action adaptation, show, movie, whatever, they just really have to capture the essence of the characters instead of just the show in general. Like, even the the effects is bad even if like the music is bad like everything else is bad if they get the characters that's all i really care about because it's like i love the show for the characters i don't care about like how they look animation wise i don't care about if they walk and they glitch kind of a little bit two steps (laughs) i know you do but it doesn't matter (laughs) but i'm just saying like the main point is like i would rather the character be up high than everything else be low than the animation you know what i'm saying so it's like i don't know see he gonna be hot about them live anime adaptations when they drop a Naruto in the next. <laughs> then he gonna be like, man, I ain't never. <laughs> well, let me just let me let me say this right. I guess this is why I'm optimistic, right? And I know like y'all are gonna be like, well, that's that though. That's not anime live action. I understand, but let me just say, with these Disney remakes, right? I didn't care because it's just like I didn't grow up with Beauty and the Beast so what so hearing a live action Beauty and the Beast coming out it didn't bother me because I didn't grow up with it so like it didn't bother me I don't like Lion King as much as a lot of other people do so when I heard them doing a remake I wasn't mad about it now the movie was ass but I wasn't mad about it coming out the way a lot of people were because I just didn't care about it when they got to Aladdin I got hot. I'm not going front. I got hot. Because Aladdin is my shit. And I feel like you're touching my shit now. Like, leave my shit alone. I felt like that when Mulan. I, until I watched Aladdin, the remake, I'm not going front. Shit was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. See, me, you can't take a perfect show or a really good show make it pretty good nigga why it be great don't do it don't do it at all right it's gonna be great to somebody i say i say it would be better for like stuff like that like because you know aladdin he get a genie remake get his wishes it's hard to remake an anime because Nigga, how are you gonna make somebody fly, bunch of buildings, send that jump flying a billion meters, like stuff like that? You mean you like how Marvel is making live action movies out of comic books? That's Marvel. That's yeah, that's you Marvel. Know, you mean how DC is making live Listen, action movies out of comic books? You can tell. You can tell the budget for the they anime. Like, hey, nigga, make in game. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, anime but, budget is different from Marvel because Marvel Disney has money. They have money. That's listen, what I'm but listen, we we've talked about this before, right? The main problem with these live action animations, the biggest problem with these video game shits, 
making adaptations is a two-piece puzzle. You have to get people that are good at their job, that are good at making movies, good at making films, good at writing stories, good at directing, good at acting. Mm -hmm. You also have to get people that give a shit about the source material. Right. The problem with The Last Airbender is not just the shit filmmaking, it's also that you can clearly tell they don't give a shit about Avatar. And they're pronouncing the names wrong, they're getting the lore incorrect, they fucking up. That's so it's like, difference. you have to get people that care about this shit. The difference, the way Marvel, the reason why Marvel works so good is because they care about this shit and they're great at their job. The reason Batman v Superman didn't work is that yes, I can tell that y'all really care about the source material. Unfortunately, you didn't get the best writers. You didn't get the best producers. You didn't get the best directors. So it's just like, you have to have both. I feel like with a live action Death Note, they've gotten people that clearly know how to make something good because they've made Stranger Things. Stranger Things, even though I haven't watched it, is one of the biggest shows of the past 10 years. Agree? Okay. And it's not just one of the biggest just because niggas be on it because it's like the hype thing to be on. Yeah. No, like it's good. Mm. So we have people that are ready to do a great job. So the only other piece of the puzzle we're missing is people that give a fuck. I don't know them. I don't know if they will just have to wait and see. But I feel like if they give a fuck about the source material and they're good filmmakers, why the fuck not? And to Darion's point, I personally, now this is me personally, I would never tell Darion not to feel the way that he feels. Oh, he like doing this? But <laughs> if, if I personally feel like if you remake something, I don't need it to be as amazing as the original because I have the original. Mm. I already have it. I didn't go into light years saying this shit better be good. It's Toy Story 2 and 3. Why? Because I already I, I already have Toy Story 2 and 3. I just want a good movie. I seen that boy cut. I'm like, yeah, this ain't fair. I feel your point. I just... For me personally, it's just like, okay, Death Note... Okay, I've had problems with it before, you know, especially when, you know... Near came and you know kind of did his shit or whatever it's like that was I, definitely weird i have personal gripes with the show but i still am in love with the show in general Same. so it's like overall the story is perfect the way that it is so the fact that like people are coming in and kind of just like you know oh we want to do like a live adaptation of this show that's already perfect this is just like i don't know it's I feel what you're saying, though, because it's like, you know, if people care about the show and people are, like, studying the show, like Avatar, they literally went to different countries to study the show and, like, get, like, different influences about the show and, like, basically put it in their show and kind of just make this world where it's, like, new and inventive and different. And it's like, you know, regardless of everything, Avatar is literally, like, one of the best shows ever. So it's like, I see what you're saying. Like, if people actually give a fuck about Death Note and they really want to make a good story, then they should. But it's just like, the way that we've seen it before, it's like, the, it, it, I feel like the fact that they've actually tried before and it hasn't been great... Does not mean you shouldn't try again. I mean, it's not like I'm not going to watch it, you know? Like, 
I'm gonna see what they have to offer, but it's like they shouldn't have to because they're wasting money at this let point. Me, let me present an idea, right? Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Dope as fuck. Yes. Me personally, I would love, think about this. Wouldn't it be awesome if somebody came in and said, I want to make a Harry Potter trilogy that's a lot darker and a lot more focused. You wouldn't be interested? You wouldn't be interested. Like if they were just like, look, the, the eight movies, they're great. And they have moments of being very whimsical and magical and like, you know, hanging around in Hogwarts and hanging out with the great characters. But I would like to shrink it down to a trilogy and have it be like epic and like huge. That would be interesting. I like shit like that. I like when people look at something and they say, what if you did it like this? Sometimes the shit don't work, bro. Yeah. But it's like, even if it don't work, someone can look at that and learn from it. Because you know what? The reason why we have the MCU is because Kevin Feige, he used to work on those bad X-Men movies. Those, a couple of them bad Spider-Man movies. That bad Daredevil movie. That bad fucking Hulk movie. He worked. He was on those and it's like he watched it and he was like, you know what? I'm learning what y'all are doing wrong, but I'm also learning what you, you know, you did some things right. And Kevin Feige took that and said, okay, I want to go in this direction. That's why we have Marvel because someone took a chance and said, I'm going to try this a different way. Sometimes this shit don't work. But the times that it does, I think justifies it enough. And if it, and look, if, and this is my final point. If Death Note live action series comes out and it's ass, who gives a fuck? We still have the anime. We it. still have the anime. <laughs> who cares? I think, okay, I agree with your point. I just feel like we just have trust issues because we've seen how bad it could get. So it's just like, we don't want to see worse. Like, I see, <laughs> don't I see, see how nothing you worse. get this point across, and I agree. <clears throat> Same. But it's a different level, because they go from the comic book to the movie, and it always <laughs> yes. works. But that shit almost never works when it goes anime. Right. Ever. Ever. Like, look, look. You go from video game to movie, it worked. Because the few that, like... Resident Evil, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people actually enjoy the Resident Evil. You personally don't, but look, the Sonic was good, the Uncharted was good, Tomb Raider's understandable, um, and those work. And then you go from the comic book to live action. Sometimes they go comic book to TV show to live action, and it works. And let's be, and let's be honest, like listening it never works for the anime. But let's, but like never works. But let's be honest. A lot of times when they listen to the fans a lot, that's why that should be fucking it up. Like some of the worst comic book movies are when you can tell they listen to the fans too much. It's just like, bro, like you just gotta send them death threats, bro. Look at Sonic the Hedgehog. Son of the Hedgehog, they said, Honestly, hey. okay, before said, we hey. get into that, hey. what the fuck you just said, I just want to say, I also think that it goes along with, you know, how we talk about Avatar and, like, their 
their creators and how they went out and actually studied the culture and how they studied, <laughs> please, and how they studied <laughs> the different shit that went into what they wanted to make with the show. So it's like, yeah, they had an idea of what the show was going to be about. And they're just like, yeah, we wanted to be about this Asian culture, but we don't know shit about Asian culture. So maybe we should go to Asia and like view like the different shit that they do and like kind of incorporate that into our show. But it's just like, I don't know, with certain shit, they don't think about that. They're just like, oh, we want to do something Asian. So we should just have like a bunch of Asian cast or maybe even not. They just have white characters. No offense. Dragon Ball Evolution. They just have a bunch of white cast, and it's like, it's supposed to be Asian-based, but there's no Asian culture incorporated inside of the film or the project. So it's like, I don't know. It just feels like sometimes, not all the time, but it just feels like sometimes they just want to get this little cash grab, and it's like, they have an idea, but they don't really study it, and they don't really love it as much as we do, and they just want to have these little films and these little shows and live-action adaptations, and it's not really, like, like capturing the essence of what we love about the shows and the films and whatever else. Okay, don't send them death threats but <laughs> it, it worked because look at sonic the hedgehog they said nigga you don't fix that i'm blowing up your house and look at what happened sonic got fixed and what the sonic the hedgehog movies were so i ain't saying don't do it but keep it as that trump card you know what i'm saying just in case no just in case no! Just in case no. they don't listen to nothing, then you like, I do. No! I do. <laughs> You're not listening eyes. to anything we say. We are moving on. Uh, look, hey, look, except for that. <laughs> except, <laughs> except for what they're on. You said death threats is the last resort. It's the very last. <laughs> it is the epiphany. And you don't like it. You like that house? <laughs> <laughs> he said, you, you your, like that house, huh? You want your kids to sleep good at night, huh? I wonder if it blew up. <laughs> Besides all of that, <laughs> I don't... shame. I feel what you guys are saying, and the main reason I have to say I feel what you guys are saying is because, goddammit, I'm a hypocrite. I was saying exactly what y'all are saying right now last week. Right. About the Avatar animated movies. Yeah, we were literally just talking about We were these. literally just talking about and I was very much expressing that I do not want these. So I understand what you guys are saying. But, you know, I just personally feel like we should be able to watch as many terrible adaptations of what we love as possible and still be okay because the original still exists. It didn't go anywhere. All it's I'm still gonna, there. All I'm going to say is, I hear they making that One Piece one. If it's trash, I might cry. Real talk. <laughs> I might real deal cry. No, like because hard. there's just some like anime that I love that I would never ask for an adaptation for. And if they make it, I might blow the studio bro, up. how you going to stretch the man on they gonna do like Fantastic Four. Jungle. It hasn't worked in Fantastic Four. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't work in that movie, I was gonna work for them. It hasn't worked. The man is rubber. You can't automatically skip to You the grab the worst example. 
glitching. <laughs> you like, hey, that sounds like it might be wrong. Hold on. You'd be like fucking Penelope like from Wreck It Ralph and <laughs> glitching and shit. Even, it ain't even gonna be a punch. It's gonna be a smile on the screen. This shit gonna go through his face. <laughs> Y'all are special effects gonna go through this. Y'all are bro. silly. Amen. <laughs> I just pray. That's like that's no one cool, but man, I just pray. Don't well, cause cause I've said this to Vanessa, right? I personally feel like if you got people that were great filmmakers and cared about it, not Shaputin, I feel like a Naruto trilogy will be raw. I feel like they should just do Naruto and then stop. Stop before no. don't even touch Shippuden. Just no, leave that alone. Shippuden, stop rewrite the ending, man. Because a lot because of people still don't like the ending now. I feel like with Bleach, Bottom, like wait. the live action for Bleach no. was actually pretty That's okay. Like me watching Bleach actually felt like I was watching like <laughs> the first season of Bleach. So I felt like they had a pretty good idea of like like the creators. They had a pretty good idea of like the story and like the manga and the ad. I mean the anime and like just basically the whole world building around it. So they kind of just got an idea and was just like, okay, let's just make a story out of it. And they did a pretty good job. Like the effects were, you know, the effects. Like they're not Marvel, but you know they're pretty good. So it's like, I actually did enjoy the movie a lot more than I thought I would, especially coming from Death Note and that shit So was... there you go. But it's just like, that's one out of the many. That should be enough. No, it should because not. That, because it lets you no, know it it's possible. Not. It tells it you that it's possible. Not. It's possible, but it's not probable. But it's still possible, which should give see, you look, No, I have over. trust issues. See, look, look, I'm gonna bring it down to you and then we for Marvel and DC, all the greats, they do quality over quantity. Correct. Anime ones, they do quantity <laughs> over quality. <laughs> the animes themselves do quantity over no, quality. No, no, there's too many anime that you don't even know about that do fucking amazing. I don't even know about. And there's like a lot of shit that we just, you know. Like, uh... What's one of Monster? That's a great one. That is a really good one. Monster's Monster. a great one. A lot of people know Cowboy Bebop. Uh, what else? Death Parade. No Epo. That's a boxing one. That's like one of the best sports ones. Hell, we talking about Death Note. I mean, shit. They did one season, and that's it. And just left it alone. Perfect. Death Parade is well, really fucking well, good. Death Note, there was no way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see a season two. I once, didn't. Either. Once, I mean, you once, could try and be like, "All right, Ryu dropped the book again." Like, you know what I'm once, saying? Like, I mean, boy, but uh, with, what, without light, it wouldn't have worked. I feel you, but they 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 could have tried it. I no, um, I feel like the way that not, they told like, the story, uh, it wouldn't have worked. Like Cowboy Bebop, it's one season, twenty seven episodes, perfect. If they would have did a season two, probably would have flopped our shit. Can't lie to you, <laughs> it would have flopped so hard. All right, man. Well. We gonna move on to the next topic. I know uh, Darion's not gonna have much to say on this one because he hasn't been watching the Disney Plus shows for Marvel. I don't got Disney Plus. Which uh, nigga, you need to do something about need, your life, bro. Because you missing out. your life, nigga. Bro, I be at work. I mean, <laughs> it's not gonna be a great. Yeah, I be at work. 
It's not gonna be a great endorsement. Man, I'll be at work all the time, but I get paid. So oh, like, you right. Get that bag. Get that bread. Like, hey, my nigga, I pay you a hundred dollars. Yeah, hey, shit. Hey, so um. Miss Marvel, for those who may not know, Miss Marvel's a new show, a new Marvel show on Disney Plus, man. And it's about the character Miss Marvel. Now, she's a relatively new character in the comics. She hasn't been around all that long. Um, I think she just popped up like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Like, she ain't been around like that. But um, she's been popping off. A lot of people love her as a character. And this is her introduction into the MCU. Now, me personally... I loved the first three episodes of this show. I thought they were fantastic. Just to give a like, it's just a oh. little side tangent. You know what we talking about? Yeah, I get it now. I know Miss Marvel. They made a game. Oh, the Avengers thought, game. Yeah. yeah, bro. This whole time He's, I've been he about, bought it. Yeah, I've been yeah. thinking about Captain Marvel. Because <laughs> I'm like, why are talking about this evil lady? There's no way they made her show. I can't. I'ma feel myself. Evil in the comics, bro. I'm like, how you make her good in the comics? She evil as shit. Andrew. But that's on me. That's on me. Just a side tangent. Her powers in the comics and in the like the um like the Avengers assembles like TV shows that I used to watch. Please. I'm The Marvel's Avengers shows that I used to watch. Um. Her powers are basically kind of similar to like um, Mr. Fantastic and how she like just stretches and like gets really big, kind of like Ant Man a little bit. And you know, she's kind of basically like herself, but like just enlarged and like stretched out and elasticated. I don't know if elasticated yeah, is a word. But in the show, they kind of like take a new route and kind of make her kind of cosmic, like how you're saying, like, um, they kind of make her kind of similar to um, Captain Marvel and the whole cosmic universe type of powers esque mm -hmm. a little bit, um, which is cool because I like the I like the way that they like kind of use her powers. Like she kind of uses it as a shield or like a step ladder. You know, she kind of you know does different things with her powers. It's cool, but you know, like you know, it's it's really not how the comics yeah. really portrays her character but it's still cool nonetheless yeah so yeah that's that's the side tension that i had yeah and when it comes down to that real quick i like when marvel is just kind of like eh go ahead um and we're gonna switch this around a little bit just because you know not everything that works in the comics is going to work on screen so like with the first three episodes of the show you see spider-man homecoming right so it's like it kind of feels like that Spider-Man Homecoming was when he fought Vulture. Tom Holland fights Vulture. Is that the first one? That's the first one in the MCU. Yeah, I see that one. I see that. Yeah, so it's like, it's kind of got that vibe to it where it's kind of like a high school coming of age story, kind of. And it's actually really cool. Like, it's really, it has a great sense of humor. It's just funny as hell. Um, uh, the main girl playing Kamala Khan, she's great. Like, she's a great actor, bro. Like, she is awesome. Man, I think this is her first official role. This is her first role. So she's... For this to be her first role, she's fucking killing it, dude. And it's like... You know what I'm saying? She's she's really good. All the actors in the show are really good. And it has this great style where it's like... The camera work is really creative. 
You know, it's not just this basic looking show. Like there are a lot of one shots and there's, and they do this really cool thing where there are these popping animated graphics, you know, like, okay, she'll be texting somebody and they'll actually show what she's texting in these really cool animated Skipping blocks. Skipping very Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yes. And it's very, very cool. And I thought that was great. Episode four, I thought was okay. I I thought it was okay. Episode five, and that's the most recent episode that came out last week. And and warning, we're gonna get into spoilers with this, but I felt like the first twenty minutes were really good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, basically, you know. Miss Marvel, she's a part of this. I mean, look, if you're not watching the show, you just need to watch the show. Like, I don't really feel like getting into it. But, you know, the first 20 minutes where we're, you know, watching her ancestors interact and, you know, there it's this really powerful storytelling about a mother and a father and their child. And, like, you know, they're trying to get on this train and they're all separated. And the father's trying to find the daughter. And Kamala Khan actually, you know, appears to help the mother find... Or not the mother, but help the father find the daughter. Right. It's this really emotional, powerful storytelling. And I loved it. But we've run into the same problem that I've personally had with all these Disney Plus shows. Every single one of them, except for What If... We get to the last two episodes and it feels like we're playing catch up. It feels like we're rushing. It feels like, all right, let's hurry up and finish because we only got a certain amount of episodes. And it's really starting to hurt the shows for me. With WandaVision, I didn't feel it too bad. With the last episode of WandaVision, I didn't feel it like that. Falcon and Winter Soldier, last episode of the show, I really felt it. I really felt the, oh, all right, we got to rush and hurry up and wrap up the story. Loki, I really felt it, but mostly because Loki spent a lot of time not developing the story. Um, Hawkeye, there wasn't much of a story to develop, but if, even the little bit that was there, by the time you get to episode six, it feels like they're rushing. You know, and this, this whole model of making every show six episodes, I think is hurting. I think it's hurting the stories because it feels like by the time we get to episode five, it feels like we've more just gotten a good first act of the story. You know how people say that stories are three act structures, act one, act two, act three. It feels like we're moving into act two by the time we get to the second to last episode. And then they have to hurry up and give us act two and three in the last episode and it leaves us feeling unfulfilled. It gives us that feeling of, damn, I want some more, but not in the good way. It's in the shit way where you're just like, I don't feel fulfilled by this story. I feel like we're just getting started. And unfortunately, this most recent episode of Miss Marvel, even though I liked it, and that's the most frustrating thing. I always say it's more frustrating to me when I like something and it starts fucking itself up than when I just plain hate something. And it's just like with... Bro, like with... Exactly. It's like, you have so much potential. You have so much greatness. I can tell the filmmakers are inspired. But for some reason, somebody over there at Disney... This is my theory. Somebody over there at Disney is forcing these... And we'll talk about it with Thor Love and Thunder in a little bit. 
somebody over there is forcing them to chop these stories down and make them not as impactful as they could be. And I was telling Vanessa, as soon as episode five went off, I'm not excited for episode six because I know that it's going to feel rushed. It's going to feel like they're just skipping through important scenes. I know it's not going to feel like it's flowing. It's going to feel disjointed. It's going to feel like we just skipped a whole middle portion of the story. And it's just going to leave a bad taste in my mouth for a show that has been really great. Because I feel like the difference between something like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Miss Marvel... I feel like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse kind of captured its essence and like did its like own little art style and kind of like stuck with the story and like kind of its like unique thing Mm -hmm. for the entire movie. Like the movie is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's like it remained beautiful throughout the entire movie and it remained like this, like the story remained like stagnant throughout the entire movie. So it's like we got from one not point stagnant, a, but consistent. Yeah, consistent. Thank you. Mm. It remained consistent throughout the entire movie. So it's like we got from point A to point B to point C to point D in a very smooth and like collected like point. And it's like with Cap, uh, Miss Marvel. <laughs> it's like with Miss Marvel, it's like, okay, the first episode was kind of like this, you know, new and unique kind of like tell of this coming of age story of Miss Marvel. And we kind of got, you know, this little like breath of fresh air from, you know, uh, Moon Knight mm-hmm. um, from this, like, you know, darker story. And it's like, you know, we kind of got like this, you know, breath of fresh air. And it's like, okay, now we can. <laughs> Please, you're distracting me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're this wallet is <laughs> distracting me. But we kind of got this breath of fresh air from Miss Marvel. And it's just like. You know, it's like this coming of age story of this girl in high school. You know, he, she has her friends. They got their own things going on. You know, uh, Bruno has his thing in California. Her other best friend, I forgot her name. I'm sorry. I forgot uh, She's, you know, running for president or something like that in her own thing. You know, they have these own stories that they have. And they have these unique ways of telling the story. And, you know, her and her mom have these issues. But, you know, mother-daughter relationships. You know how that goes. And, you know, just, like, these other things happening in the first couple episodes. And it's just like, oh, wow. Like, I really kind of connected with the story. Because especially as a young, like, teenager, it's like, I can relate to that because, you know... I didn't really have the best relationship with my mom. Like, I don't really remember, like, my relationship with my mom, like, teenage years. But I definitely remember them now and as a child. But, like, those teenage years were kind of like a blur. So, it's like, being able to connect with something like that, it's just like, yeah, that's kind of how to, how my relationship was with my mom. It's like, she didn't really let me do certain things. She was kind of strict, you know, like, certain things were happening. And it's like, you know, I can connect with that. But then as the story goes on, it's like all these new elements are coming in. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened to the essence of the show? Mm -hmm. And it's like, damn, I don't really (laughs) I don't really feel like this was the same show, really. And it's like, you know, I, I don't hate that these things are coming to fruition, but it's like 
the fact that they're coming in so quick and they're kind of smacking me in the face it's like there wasn't really time to build up to those things and they're just happening too quick it almost gave me that to to relate it to you know darion because you know he has he hasn't been watching the show it almost gave me a shippuden feel whereas we get to the end of shippuden and we're thinking all right you know this all this obito stuff kind of came out of nowhere a little bit but i'm still rocking you know what i'm saying like obito versus kakashi that's a raw ass fight you know what I'm saying? Top I'm, 10, top and, 5. And Naruto and Sasuke and their conflict, that still carries enough, even though y'all have kind of been doing the same shit over and over, it, feel, it still has enough weight that you can end it well, right? And Out of nowhere, they give us this Kaguya character that has no development. We haven't met her this whole time. But That's she's the big bad. And she's the big one. No, I wish I don't want. It was literally just like it was Obito, then Madara, then 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 Kaguya, then Black Zenitsu, and I was just like, like, "What the fuck, Zenitsu?" And it's like, bro, bro, nigga, turn eight gates, kick you in the chest, you eat that, you eat that, or just make Orochimaru the main villain of the story because that's what you started with that's what you started with that's what you teased us with and then that nigga get folded that nigga don't show up for the whole entire show and then he come up be like oh I wanna help I wanna kill Sasuke so I can take his body like what and it just all that Kaguya stuff it feels like y'all were just rushing to try to wrap it up real quick and it's just like fam like it feels, it doesn't feel earned. Everything that you're doing, it just doesn't feel earned. And that's the biggest problem with Miss Marvel for me right now is that because the previous, just like you guys were talking about with the live action anime, like you, you've seen too many examples of it not working. It's like with me, I feel the same way with these Disney Plus shows. I've seen so many of them fuck themselves up by episode five and six that now I'm not excited for the last episode of this show because I feel like our story just started. So me knowing that the next one is going to be about, what, like 40 minutes? I know that they're not going to wrap it up in a fulfilling way. There's so much that still has to be done. Like, how are, how are you going to wrap this up? And they can't pull an attack on Titan and be like, Sight got you, part two coming out. They can't do that. Like, bro, so... And just do it. Just do it. Uh, a lot of other... Some great Netflix shows did, like Narcos. Narcos would be like, all right, you get an hour. It's like 40 minutes, 40 minutes, 40 minutes. Last episode, 130. <laughs> 120. Just... Mm. They don't have Stranger Things as well with this last... You just make that last episode mm-hmm. long as hell. But Disney doesn't want to do that because whoever's in charge now over there is all they care about is money and all they care about is the budget, keeping the budgets down. Right. So I still love Miss Marvel as a show. It's still been a great show. Right. It's just this six episode model has to go out the window. Because it only because when we first got WandaVision, it was nine episodes. Right. So it's like we were able to spend time with Wanda, Vision, her kids, everybody in what what town were they in? It or was not? I forget what it was called. Westfield. Westview. West Westview. Everybody in Westview and like Agatha and like we got character development with everybody. 
So it's just like we were able to spend time with those characters in those nine episodes. And it's just like the show was able to like grasp the characters and like grasp uh, Wanda's powers and like just basically tell a story that we didn't get in the movies. So the shows are supposed to basically like grasp essence of like everything that we've learned about the characters, but also like kind of go into detail about their powers and like what they stand for and like just everything all in the pot, just brewing in the pot. And it's like, we haven't been able to get that a lot because they've been this six budget episode thing. And it's like, we haven't been able to get that. Yeah, man. So, I hope they tighten up. Um, But let's move into something more cheery and something relatable for all of us. So, hey, man. So, (laughs) hey, this weekend... Thor, Love, and Thunder comes out, man. So, let me just tell you guys, we're going to keep the first couple minutes of it spoiler-free for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. And if you haven't seen it, I would just, you know, after we, I'll let you guys know when we move into spoilers, but when we move into spoilers, just go ahead and pause this, go see it, and come back. You know what I'm saying? So, but for anybody that hasn't seen Thor Love and Thunder, we're going to keep it spoiler free for a little bit. I'm just going to give my quick thoughts about the film, and then Nessa will give hers, Dariana give his, and then we'll move into spoilers. So, for me, the Thor movies have definitely been odd. You know, I, I see the goodness in the first one, but for me, the first one just doesn't do a lot. That second one is not very good but on unlike a lot of other people i don't think it's a terrible movie i don't think it's shitty like i don't even think it's bad i personally don't think marvel has a bad movie i just can really see the lack of creativity in that one like i can really see the lack of passion thor ragnarok definitely flipped that on his head like it was just like all right let's just revamp this whole character revamp this whole story bring a whole new energy to the shit and it worked That's a lot of people's favorite Marvel movie, really. If not just in their top five. Right. Not for me personally, but I still see the... I still love the film. I still like the energy. I love the fact that they brought a new tone to the film. So, I'm ready for another dose of that shit, man. So, I see Thor Love and Thunder coming out. I hear about Gore the God Butcher. Not one of the most popular characters in Marvel, like... It's not somebody that the average person will hear. It's not Venom. You know what I mean? It's not Green Goblin. It's not the Joker. So not Thanos. It's not Thanos. And even Thanos, a lot of people didn't know. So it's just, right. I didn't either before the movies. Oh, well. There y'all lying. (laughs) (laughs) Why the fuck you lying? Why Why you always lying? lying? Oh, my my gosh. Stop Stop fucking lying. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pastime. <laughs> so nah man Thor Love and Thunder the first little teaser came out I was like yeah, it's cool it's cool we didn't see gore yet but I was like okay it's cool it's cool second trailer showed us gore first of all Christian Bale is a god amongst men so any film with Christian Bale in it I'm gonna be hyped for and let me just say I fucking love this movie and I cannot wait to watch it again like this shit was so fun funny 
I can't ever see I can't ever see anyone else play Thor. Like I just I can't see it in my head. Like I just I can't imagine anyone they, else playing this I feel character. Like Marvel side tangent. They just do a great job at like casting yes. roles. And like, cause you can't see anybody else playing Tony Stark. You can't mm-hmm. see anybody else playing Captain America. You can't mm-hmm. see anybody else playing Hulk. Like, it's just like they play it so well, where it's like it goes into the comics a little bit. You know, they kind of bring the audience into like their emotional like mm-hmm. standpoints and like the character development. And it's just like it works. So mm-hmm. it's like if they automatically just switch it, it's like no. Wow. <laughs> Like man, and Gore was so great. He's he's not in the movie a lot. He's not in the movie a lot, but I feel like that actually kind of works to its benefit and to its um, what's the what's the word? Like opposite of benefit, I guess. Uh, um, hindrance, downfall? I guess maybe. I feel like it benefits the film and it hinders the film that he's not in it a lot. But, um, you know, there are problems I have with this movie, and we'll get into it with the spoilers, but overall, I liked it. Um, I went to Nessa last time. D, what are your quick... Quit looking at hoes on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) What are your your quick thoughts on, uh, spoiler free, of Thor Love and Thunder? Can't lie. When the movie first started, for the first, like, what? Other than the part where, like, the first, like, five minutes, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. And that's not. It's mine. I thought it was his. It's mine. Go, no, man. The first, the first, like, five minutes, it was good. You need some water? No, I'm good. All right. And then they switched to new Asgard. And I was like, bro, if it's anything like this. I'm not rocking with it. Because that first, the first 10 minutes in New Asgard, I was like, bro, this is ass. I personally didn't like it. Uh-huh. The people in the theater didn't like it because nobody was laughing, so. Our theater was different. They were having a ball. <laughs> but other than that, the movie was incredible. I would see it again. Probably just gonna bootleg it. Please. <laughs> we do not promote bootlegging on this podcast. Well, not bootleg, <laughs> but. Fire stick. Bootleg. Fire stick. <laughs> <laughs> Not HD today. Vanessa, what's your uh, quick spoiler-free thoughts on Thor um, Thunder? I feel like, because I love Ragnarok, I feel like that was just a new take on, like, just Thor in general. I feel like it very, like, it had a lot of, like, Guardians of the Galaxy essence of it. And I really enjoyed that because I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy. I mm. love, like... The tone that it takes, you know, goofy, but kind of like just rock style-ish characters. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I love Ragnarok and the, the tone that it took um, with Taika Waititi and just Thor's character as a whole. Um, you know, I said it in the last podcast, like, Thor is kind of like a, a satire character at this point. So he's just kind of like joking around all the time. So it just feels like, you know... I think Taiko Waititi just kind of like gains his essence a little bit more. But in this movie, um, I don't know. I loved like the jokes. I really did love the jokes, like the the comedy effects and stuff. Like I really loved like the takes that they did, especially with like the um, 
like the the ham not the ham the hammer and the stormbreaker like the scenes where he was just like come here come here and then he, stormbreaker would kind of just come up and be like uh what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like um are you serious right now like you really trying to come on your ex when i'm right here like it was just i don't know it was kind of funny um i really like the dynamic between uh jane and thor um because we kind of didn't really see that as much in like thor one like we kind of see it in thor two a little bit more because you know she's kind of with the what's the uh what's the um the reality stone so it's like we kind of see him kind of care about jane a little bit more and like that aspect of him like oh she has a reality stone and she's probably gonna die because she's human so it's like you know that aspect of him caring about her a little bit more so it's like you know those little scenes that we get of them being like just a regular couple is kind of heartwarming but i don't know i feel like i like this story a little bit more than ragnarok but i do feel like ragnarok kind of got into the comedy slash serious aspects a little bit more than you know thor love and thunder I feel like Thor Love and Dirty was kind of a little bit too comedic in that way. And it kind of took away from the serious moments. Um, I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of tried a little too hard with the comedy. And it kind of took away from the serious moments because it's like, you know, different shit that would happen i'm just like damn i wish i could have felt more about it but excuse me i didn't and it's not really like you know you know i don't know i definitely feel you i feel you i feel you so all right official warning so don't get mad don't get mad (laughs) (laughs) we are moving into the spoiler section spoilers Spoilers, man. So damn. You, if you <laughs> if you ain't that love us, if uh, you ain't see, <laughs> please. He just looks so disappointed. Like he's just like. Oh, You know I'm about to reverb the shit out of that We are moving into the spoilers section of this review. So, again, if you haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder or if you just don't give a fuck about spoilers, that is your warning. So, I love this movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was very funny, right? Some things I didn't love. Gora isn't in it very much, and I feel like that benefits the movie to a tad because it makes him scarier, in my opinion. It makes him a little more, you know, it makes him more horrifying. You know, some of the some of the greatest horror movies, what makes them so scary is that you don't see them like that. You don't see the monster like that. And then that makes it so when they pop up, you're like, oh shit. I feel like that lent itself to Gora's character. However, I feel like him not popping up very much kind of hindered him being a deeper character for me. I feel like he would have worked a lot better if I got a little bit more 
of him in the film. You know, we get word of him going around killing all these gods, and there's this one god that Gore and Korg actually visit the corpse of, and it's this big-ass god. I would have liked to see Gore kill that god. I would have... That would have been kind. I would have liked to see them have that reaction or interaction. I was talking to Vanessa about this last night. I was like, you know what? Because they... Thor talks about this god like, you know, he's so benevolent and he's so like, he was so chill and everybody fucked with him. How cool would it have been to just see Gore walk up to this god and then the god is just like, he says something along the lines of, you know, um, the road you are heading down is one that leads nowhere, but do what you have to do or some shit like that. And Gore is just like, oh, I will. And it just kills him. Like, it would have been cool to see it. You know, it would have been cool to see Gore interacting with some of these gods. It would have been cool to get some more moments of maybe Gore and his wife. You know, maybe how Gore and his daughter got to the point that they were at the beginning of the film. I feel like that would have helped me feel a lot more for him. Which is why I feel like, or partly why I feel like when we get to the end, when we reach the resolution of this story... I didn't feel it as much as they maybe wanted me to. So I feel at, while I love that this movie is only two hours, like I love that Marvel has been experimenting with, you know, we don't have to do two and a half. We can do like two. I like that they've been experimenting with that. I feel like we are missing a little bit of development with that. But I think the reason why I didn't feel anything at the end of this movie is due more to the fact I think this movie's too funny. Exactly. I, I think it's too funny because when when he was on the planet at the be- very beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he's cracking a little too. He's cracking too many jokes. Yeah, at this point. it's kind of goofy. Kind of. That's that's the one flaw that I've seen in the movie. They try to make it a little too funny. Yeah, and it's starting to affect characters. Like, like I just don't want it to become like I know a lot of people love the Hulk. Yeah, I personally don't because he went from being. The brute, the one who gets everything cracking to, I'm in an arm sling. Do you want some tacos? <laughs> Man, that's not the Hulk. That's not the Hulk, bro. I feel you. I feel you. And it's just like that humor starts to, it starts to, you start to put your foot in your mouth with all this humor. Because it's like, all right, Pete, when Korg gets bodied. I felt that. Like the whole theater felt it. You can hear the whole theater just like, oh shit. And then when he's crumbling and shit, we're like, damn, they got cord. Oh my god, that's how I felt. And then Thor hits Zeus in the chest. We're like, oh shit. It's a big moment. Oh, it's just a joke, Korg, you know, his whole species, they're they're only alive in their mouth, haha type shit. It's just like why you had to do it like like you kind of like yeah that's kind of funny but it's like no you no like cause that would've that's one of those things that maybe would've made this movie enter my top 10 is big emotional moments like we're talking about Korg you know getting folded and then just turning out to be a joke it's like you just kind of ruined cause I can't help but I, I know you guys have, probably haven't seen these movies but Star Wars right the most recent Star Wars film The Rise of Skywalker one of my biggest issues with that film is not really comedy but they do that same thing of oh this character's dead psych no he's not and it's just like 
you Marvel, you know, it's kind of become a running joke that, oh, it's the fake death Marvel universe. Like, nobody actually dies. Yeah, cool. That's funny. But it's like, I'm not, I can't give a fuck about the characters if I don't feel like they're in danger. I feel like it works for Korg a little bit more because he's kind of, you know, on the comedic level of characters. Sure, he's the so goofiest one. They kind of faked him out a little bit and, like, kind of killing him. That kind of works. But with Valkyrie, it's just kind of like, damn, you fake it out again? And then again. when we get to Jane, it's like, are you going to fake us out again? Right. And it's like, we're waiting for that, oh, that... Uh, do sex machina or just, some shit or just that the comes. joke we're waiting for the joke yeah that's what I mean like the yeah. do sex machina like right. come in and like some random ass higher power come in and save her mm-hmm. you know we're just kind of waiting for that but when she really dies it's just like oh she's dead okay well I didn't really feel that whole scene that y'all did before hey, that's exactly how it was because I thought she was gone I thought Spoiler again for the people who are headed <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that at the end, the the villain Gore, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna wish for what you call it to be to be brought back. I thought he was gonna wish for her to to be healed. That's oh, what I Jane. thought. Oh, oh, I was like, oh, oh, I was like, that really would have pissed me off. <laughs> I was like, keep people back, and he keep and he like, oh, he holding her. He don't want to lose her. So I thought he was cure her, and I was like, bro, this movie sucks. <laughs> But he did it. <laughs> Bruh, and it's just like, you can't help it because these niggas fake die so much that it's just like, and this is what I was telling Vanessa, like when the multi, I know I say that all, that's probably my catchphrase. I was telling him this one. But I was telling Vanessa, I was like, when this whole multiverse thing opened up, I was like, I hope they close this shit soon. Because it feels like just an excuse to be like, oh, if somebody dies, don't worry about it. We can just grab their double from this other universe. And it's just like, if you're going to do shit like that, why am I even watching? You know, it's just like, why why do I even give a fuck if you can just bring everybody back? Now, with that being said, I still love this movie. It was still hilarious. And it was awesome. That sequence on that black and white planet, that shit was crazy. That shit was fucking insane. I, I'm a sucker for shit like that. Like, creative visuals. Bruh, I was like a kid in a candy store. Because it, it wasn't just, like, just black and white. You could see, like... The color. It's still colored, like... Bruh, okay, you could see like Zeus's Gore's gold, eyes and... Yeah. Gold and still, yeah. Zeus, I mean, Gore's eyes still gold. Yeah. And, like, you know, Thor's cape is still red a little mm-hmm. bit and you know like when uh jane is using the hammer as like a light source like whatever is getting hit by the light you can kind of see the yeah. color bro that shit was hard that shit was hard so like there's and i like that whole scene with zeus's you know in omnipotent city i think it was called i like that whole Olympias. sequence bro like <laughs> that's literally side tangent but this Olympias is basically what Zeus and you know mm. Athena and everybody is from I thought the it was Greek just Olympus Olympus oh okay <laughs> they're they're from Olympus but I guess they didn't want to you know use right. that <laughs> so I guess it's Copyright. just <laughs> <laughs> yeah no nah, man like the movie is still great it's just that I do feel like it tried a little too much 
with the comedy. The comedy was a little too much. And it took away from the serious scenes. And it I couldn't did. feel anything when the serious, the serious shit happened. It almost feels like Gore is from a whole different movie. Like, it, it like when we get to his scenes, because he's genuinely kind of terrifying. He feels like Voldemort and... And who else? I don't even know. Some other evil ass motherfucker. <laughs> Combined. And then just a sprinkle sprinkle of humanity in there. By the way, I'm just kind of... I'm sick of this storyline a little bit of like... Not sick of it, but I'm getting over the storyline of some object corrupting the villain and making them like worse. Like, because I'm not on front. I was watching this shit. With the Necrosword corrupting gore. And I was just like, didn't we just get this with Wanda and the fucking Darkhold? <laughs> like, I feel like we just got this story. But it's cool. But I'll let y'all slide. Yeah, it's crazy because that's how it is in like all the comics. I know. <laughs> I know. So it's like, I'm not mad yet. Now we get to Black Panther and Na- uh, Namor comes out and he's like, yo, y'all don't be doing shit for Atlantis. And then some fucking green stone like f- falls into his being and it's like, oh, I'm being corrupted. I feel it's like, like the way all right, y'all doing do too it much. with like them corrupting like good people, it's like, you know, we see these characters, especially Wanda. It's like we see these characters and we grow up with these characters and we see how good they do and like the good things that they do for their country, whatever the fuck. So it's like the fact that they're able to do something as evil as they do in their movies, especially in Doctor Strange. And she's like, oh, this is me being reasonable. Bitch, what? (laughs) It's like, you know. She could only say something like that if she was corrupted by something like higher than her. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like if it was something like, oh, she really just wants her sons. And it's just like she's willing to kill or destroy anybody that gets in her way. That's not Wanda. But I feel like it's more. I feel like it's more menacing and I feel like it makes a better villain when they're just bad evil on their own like because i feel like that's what makes killmonger so great yeah. ain't nothing corrupting killmonger this nigga a psychopath <laughs> like that's just it and we agree with him that's well, what makes it no he's a psycho well he's a psycho but he has a story i feel like he what does. you're saying he's evil just nah. to be evil nah. is more like red skull oh no no, no. Or not, like, not even evil just to be evil like they scar. they have a point but they don't need an outside source to but make still, them do I feel what like they're doing. Killmonger's a little bit different, though. Yeah, Killmonger is different. You telling me that my dad is related to your dad? Your dad came from a village where everyone's living in peace and harmony, and he come to my dad who's struggling to survive, and he peace him up and leave me without a father? Right. That's, I would lose it. But yeah. that's not a reason to commit genocide amongst I mean, like, yeah, everybody on Earth. Like, it's a little bit different than Scar from Lion King. He's just evil because he's jealous. Okay, that's but that's a that's actually a better example. I'm glad you gave me that. He's not corrupted by anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would be a better example than right. Killmonger. I feel you. I feel you. So that's Killmonger. a better example. Killmonger, he just want to revenge. He's like, bro. I'm already poor. Right. It's like <laughs> y'all, y'all, a whole society of technologically advanced 
humans. Facts. And y'all didn't come and get me. Didn't kill me, bro? Right. Y'all didn't come and help me at all. Y'all just left me for poor and dry. I feel y'all. I feel y'all. So it's like, I'm just, it doesn't, I don't feel a lot for these villains where it's like, oh, something's making me be this way. It's just like, that's not as interesting. I feel like you're a much deeper character if you just come to these conclusions on your own. Because Gore definitely had enough going on in his life to just come to that conclusion on his own. Like, he's just like, y'all gods, we be out here praying for y'all, sacrificing all this shit for y'all. Y'all don't give a fuck about us. Man, fuck these gods. And y'all just let my daughter get capped. I'm about to body all y'all bitches. Like, <laughs> That's why I feel the sword work because... But it is kind of like coincidental, like, oh yeah, nigga just tried to kill me. He right there. You hate me? Bro. <laughs> Literally. Bro. And then you get to the end. Sorry to keep referencing Naruto. Thor talk no jutsu's gore. He <laughs> and said, then, all you need is love. Oh, I was, he was like, he was like, you right. You right. I'm rolling my eyes in the theater. I'm like, oh my. Here we go with the talk no jokes. Me though, bruh, gone nigga. <laughs> yeah, gone. <laughs> and like, you mean to tell me that Gore never thought maybe I should just wish no, my daughter back? I've already talked to you about this. I feel like the reason that he didn't. Oh yeah, we talked about. Yeah, that, the yeah. reason that right, he didn't right. bring his daughter back was because he was gonna die anyway. He knew that he was gonna die. The sword corrupted him, and he was gonna die anyway. So he wouldn't have been with his daughter. So the point of bringing his daughter back with no one wouldn't have made any sense. So the fact that you know his daughter died and his god wasn't able to save him, he was just like, you know what, gods are fucking shit. So I'm gonna kill all gods because. They don't mean anything. They're just a joke. They don't like provide any of these like eternal paradise that they promised mm. and that we're literally like preaching and praying our lives to and like right. dedicating our lives to. And they just don't mean any anything. Mm. So it's like might as well kill all the gods because they don't, you know, provide any of this substance that we're literally so, know, dedicated to. So the only problem with that scene is the fact that he gets taught no jutsu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's some bullshit. Like, I'm just, I'm sick of seeing it. Like, I'm just sick of seeing, oh, I'm about to win. I'm literally about to win. But, but wait, that's not good. And then they're like, you're right. Let me stop. It's like, why you don't stop now? You done did all of this. Nigga. You're be like, all you need is love. I'm love. What I'm about to do to y'all niggas, all y'all go. See, I would have, my wish would have been, hey, <laughs> make me the most powerful nigga in the world. <laughs> you oh. so basic, nigga. <laughs> if anything, I would have asked to live longer so I could kill all the gods. Like, <laughs> or, yeah, make me immortal with the necro sword. Right. I guess. Because it's like, kill the gods, that's why. Because doing. aren't gods reborn every day? So it's like, you kill all the gods present, there's no telling how many gods are being born now. Like, you know, because eternity, I don't think eternity, like the, you know, the celestial was born out of something. I think that was just something that was, you know, always there. By the way, talk about a couple, there's not a lot of them, but a couple of Easter eggs in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, That little big ass... What was it, like a throne room or whatever that they were in when they were fighting Gore at the uh, end? Mm-hmm. 
We saw the celestial statue. We saw the celestial statue. Multiple. But there was also a statue of a character called, um, ah, shit. What's his name? Oh, fuck. The dude, the dude with the multiple faces. You told me about it. The dude, the, uh, something, the, something tribunal. I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting the name. You fact-checking for me, Darion? Oh, no, I was on take Oh. <laughs> the Living Tribunal. <laughs> the Living Tribunal. So, apparently, this dude is, like, the most powerful nigga in the Marvel comics. Like, mm. he's, like, up there with the Watcher and Aeroshell. Like, so, and Adam Warlock. So, it's like, this nigga's finna be crazy. But, um, we don't even know if he, we, they gonna inter- introduce that motherfucker. Because, like... That nigga scroll. Cause I feel like most of the time, like for the most part, like in phase four, they're just kind of like setting the little Easter eggs and kind of just setting the foundation for what they are. Right. But they're not really gonna say, "Oh, the Living Tribunal is gonna be the big baddie for the mm-hmm. next, you know, four phases." Right. So it's just like you know, for the time being, we're just kind of like getting a grasp of like. Right the comics and like how they're gonna adapt them into the movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it's like you know maybe i don't know we get a uh we get a scene where thor is doing a handshake with quill before they dip off he's like okay human handshake into asgardian handshake and he says into the snake that you can't trust which is not just funny but it's actually a call back to Thor Ragnarok when Loki. he was telling a story <laughs> about Loki transforming into a snake and then transforming back and being like, oh, it's me! And then like stabbing them or whatever. So that was definitely funny. That was so cute. That was super cute. And then he just cuts to Loki just sitting over there smiling. He's so fucking proud of himself for being a dick. Loki's a dickhead. He's such a douche. But it's like, that was funny. Um... There's a couple Easter eggs in the omnipotent city. They're cutting to a couple of these gods. There's one that is literally cartoony. Like, wow. <laughs> literally. No, because that was so cute. That was so cute. That was so cute. Because I remember watching or going to see um, uh, The Incredibles 2 uh, for the first time. And like and seeing that the whole scene. Short. Uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why am I not seeing Incredibles? Like, why am I seeing this dumbass short? And then I ended up loving the short and being like, (laughs) now I don't want to see the movie no more. (laughs) But, um, backtracking, an an Easter egg that we don't see, we don't see Loki in this. Well, we kind of see, you know, his tattoos. Yeah, we see it on his back. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. I was kind of thinking we might see Loki in this. Maybe like a glimpse of him. But I'm actually glad we did it. It's it's weird. Like, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, them having Professor X be on the Illuminati and all that shit, I was happy they didn't use that moment to introduce the X-Men. Because it's just like, I don't think we need the X-Men right now. And I kind of feel the same about Loki. I don't really need Loki in the movies right now. Like, he's got his own story going on with the show. I feel like Thor, at this point in time, like, because he's seen Loki die so many times, Mm -hmm. he's just like, okay, maybe he'll come back. But, like, the fact that it's been five years and he hasn't come back, he's just accepted the fact that he's not coming back. Facts, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. That was the last trick party. (laughs) Right. Um, The end credit scenes. 
So the first end credit scene, Zeus is alive, which kind of plays into what we were just talking about. Boo, nigga. Yeah. He should have like, died. He should have been dead. He should have been dead. You because, got hit with now, your own bolts. Because now that scene is just not going to hit me anymore. Like, that scene of Thor. Because, like, Thor being so like, oh, you just took out Korg? Fuck you, nigga. Right. That scene isn't even going to hit anymore. Because it's like, it's one thing if he tried to, like, you know, near him to, like, or even Stormbreaker him, like, lightning through his chest. That's one thing. Mm. But he literally killed him with his own bolt. For, That's bro. different. That's literally the strongest thing we've ever encountered. Because bro. they said, like, you know, the gods, or Zeus is basically the oldest and wisest god ever right so it's like he's literally the strongest god ever so the fact that he has this strong as bolt of lightning that he's able to you know like conjure and like you know throw and do all these sorts of tricks with and like you know use as a power source you know how he kind of used it as you know for the kids and whatever right so it's like the fact that he was able to use it against him on top of him using his own powers because it's like he didn't just you know throw it back at him throw it back at him he kind of was just like yeah like no bitch i'm using your shit and my shit against you and throwing that shit back at you to kill you it's like the fact that he came back and it's just like bro what the fuck it it ruins that scene and i feel like this movie i feel like it's gonna be bitten in the ass like in the future because there are some Marvel movies where we've rewatched them and they've gotten better. Like, I feel better about Iron Man 3 every time I see it. Mm. I'm just like, damn, this movie's actually really good. Like, there are movies like... I can't say that about the second one. I can't say that about the second one. But Captain America the First Avenger, I feel like that movie gets better every time I watch it. I feel like this movie's gonna be hurt every time I watch it because, like we were saying, that comedy... Even though the jokes are funny, because there are some movies where, like, they're trying to be comedic, and it's not working. Like, it's just like, your jokes are falling flat. The jokes are, the jokes are hitting here, but it's just like, you're kind of sacrificing your story for it. And it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna age well, I don't Mm. think. But for right now, it's pretty fucking fun. It's a blast. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> Alright, so. I ain't paying for my tickets, huh? Uh, this nigga stay thieving, bud. This nigga stay on the crook. Go on. So go good. to this random ass nigga with his trunk up being like, I got the I got, I got the, the Blu ray. I got, I got the Blu ray. What are you doing on the cross street? Let me go with Alright, man, so, hey. It's getting late. We've been going long. About to wrap it up. Any last comments from our special guest, Daria? Any last comments? What, we about to wrap it up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And tell them where you at. Tell them to follow you. You know what I'm saying? What's your Instagram? You can follow me at KCorsi, but I don't be on that like that. Oh, don't follow him. <laughs> don't follow him. Hey, you follow me, I'll follow you back. No cap. But I, I like to take no, he breaks. No, he gonna accept your quest, but he ain't gonna follow you back. I, I like to take breaks from social media all that. Sometimes all I have on there is like books. I like reading books now. I ain't been back then. But I now. So I just take a break from social media, but you can follow me at K Corsi. All platforms, even PlayStation. Mm. 
But and he whack. So like, don't if you wanted to be Damn. on your if you wanted to be on your team, prepare to lose. Cause that ain't <laughs> whack. That's a lie. That ain't no lie. That's the truth. Hey. Hey. Stop talking to me crazy. Real talk, man. He said, run it up then. Oh. Watch One Piece. I knew it. I knew it. I That's knew what he was, I was going to run for. back to if Run you Piece. You don't watch it. You know what happened to them people at Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god. You finna send death threats to the creators, nigga. What the fuck? You hey. next. Hey, and listen to Tyler the Creator. Me and D was one of the first niggas right. on Tyler. I've been listening creator. to Tyler since sixth grade. I ain't saying listen to the first two projects. Goblin and Bastard. Bastard. You can you if don't you have want to. Listen to those. If you want to, you can. Just be mindful. Especially Tron Cat. The yeah. Be My Fool You at the beginning. <laughs> It is not a happy song. Okay? <laughs> yeah, man, we've been on Tyler for a minute. Two man. words. <laughs> victim, victim. That's all I'm saying. This is the same word. You don't know what comes after that. <laughs> you know what comes after that. But, like, dog, don't, don't it feel good to watch this nigga win? It feel good to watch him win, Tony Snow, uh, Anderson Park. Facts! Um, it's so crazy side tangent. But it's so crazy whenever people say they're in, like they like Anderson Pack, they're just like, oh, I'm an Anderson Pack fan. They don't say I like Anderson Pack. They say I like <laughs> they're just like I, I'm an Anderson Pack fan. They don't Yeah. Like it's so funny. You either on or you not. <laughs> like you gotta be on I've board. Been, like I've been listening since Malibu. That's how long. And then his I NPR, wasn't on album. And then his uh, NPR tiny disc. I saw that. Mm. That's what got me hooked. Hell yeah. So. And Anderson Pack is on the Breezy Deluxe. You don't have to listen to the whole shit, but that song is fire. And, and Brent Fias. Brent Fias. Oh yeah, Brent Fias dropped this weekend. Fucking that's right. Fire. Y'all need to listen to Brent Fias. The nigga's fucking fire. I think that's the only person that dropped. This and give me on. Give on Don't sleep on Giveon. It's not Give On. It's not Jiveon. It's Giveon. Hey, look out for Joy Badass album. That come in a couple weeks. That come in a couple weeks. Um, and look out for mine. Titty Boy 2. I'm lying like that. Alright. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. I'm sorry. I'm lying. I was just sitting here like, what are you talking about? Nigga, stop. <laughs> Bro, y'all listen to Titty Boy? Titty boy. Two chains, yeah. It's not you, nigga. Who? <laughs> What's your last comments, uh, Vanessa? Um. Alright, so that's our no show. Wait! Damn! You ain't even give me a second. <laughs> Shit. I just swallowed my spit. I just had to, you know, clear my throat a little bit. Shit. Um, basically, kind of what I was saying in the beginning, off the off the top, you know, get off your comfort. Oh. What? <laughs> Get off your trunk? <laughs> Get out of your comfort zone and try new things. You know, even though you like, you might think of One Piece as like, you know, longest shit, you might like it. This shit might be fire. Shit. Yes, I, sir. I'm, I'm not really a that spokesperson for it because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't really watched it, so I don't know. But you know, that shit fire, as people have said. Yeah, you know, you know, you might not like Marvel. You might like the shit. You know, like all these Marvel shows is coming out on Disney Plus. You might have Disney Plus. Check it out. Moon Knight is fucking fire. 
fire, nigga. Fucking fire. You need to watch that shit. Um, Miss Marvel, you know, this is the newest one, but you know, we have our complaints. But it's still fucking fire. Um, Loki is my shit. I love Loki. Um, you know, just try new things. Try sushi. You know, I like the dynamite rolls and the California rolls. <laughs> I like them deep fried. I mean, I don't really try the raw shit because I don't want to get sick. But, <laughs> you know, Jesus. try sushi for once. Try Thai food, Greek food, um, fucking Thai Indonesian food. food. If you want Thai some good Thai food, food, green papaya over there across from Hollywood theaters. Green papaya? We need to go there. I I've seen it, but I've never been there. We need to go. Price is kind of iffy, you know. Kind of mild. It's a one-time experience. No, it's like it's like a restaurant. Like you know, you pay like fifteen. It's like a sit down. Okay. It's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. It's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bang. Well, it went up a dollar. So sixteen. It went up a dollar. Because I just went there. I just went there like two weeks ago. Not gonna count. Uh, hey, Alright, y'all, shout out to Green Papaya, you know. Darion on the shit. Sponsor him. You Please. Know. <laughs> I get the Pad Thai level 3 spice with the Thai egg rolls. Oh, you know, I love spicy shit. You can get a level 5, but nah, you're gonna be on that toilet. <laughs> Alright, nigga. Alright, so. <laughs> hey, I second everything they just said. Watch One Piece. Try new shit, man. I used to be one of them niggas that used to be like, man, I don't like that. Man, I don't like this. Man, I don't like that. And never watched this shit before in my life. Never listened <laughs> to this shit before in my life. Never tasted this shit before in my life. Now, I watched it, listened to it, tasted it. It's good, nigga. So, try new shit. This is the Keep It 3000 podcast. I'd like to formally thank Darion for coming on. And Thanks for having me, guys. We look forward to having you on many more times. It's been I'll awesome. Be I'll be on this bit every single time. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, big dog. Bert. It's always good to see you. And that's on what? That's on period. Hey! Alright, y'all. We out. Peace. Peace. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.